All right, guys, this is another episode. Well, this is an episode that we did uh, last year. Yeah, this is a, a, a re-release. Yeah, we're going to call it From the Archive episode. There you go. Uh, it's from last November, where we sat down with my grandfather, who I believe my grandfather was 95, my grandmother was 92. That sounds right. And we got their whole life story. Yeah. Not necessarily about Thanksgiving, although we do kind of talk about their holiday, you know, celebrations starting in the 20s. Um Right? Yeah, I think so. And um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a really, really fun episode. Very heartwarming. I love sitting down with them. We got a ton of positive feedback last year. Yes, we did. So if you're new to listen to the podcast, this episode's new to you. Check out uh, the story of my Nana and Papa. Um, and have a happy Thanksgiving. People might be traveling. Maybe they're going to Thanksgiving and traveling back. You're not supposed to. Nope. But if you are, maybe maybe they just want to get out and they're just driving around listening yes. to podcasts. Maybe you don't have a family this year and you're like, could Chuck and Brad somehow extend the Chuck and Brad family? And now <laughs> you're like, you're nodding and like trying to convince yourself of making something out of this. <laughs> I'm trying. I don't know that You're I can stretching. nod. So let me, let me, let me, let me paint the picture. Okay. This guy that's First listening. of all, it's a Chuck and Brad family. Paint that picture. <laughs> it's your grandparents. Yeah. <laughs> so listen, there's, there's a picture of our listener right now. His name is Tim. His name is either Tim or Tom. And if your name is Tim or Tom, you know, maybe you should write in and tell me if this is how, how it happened. You have a great Thanksgiving every year. You love your family. Everyone's so nice. You, you love your traditions. You love the people around you. This year... COVID Thanksgiving. Oh, no. Zoom meeting keeps going out. Gross, the yeah. kids are screaming. Yep. The, thing, the turkey is cold. The mashed potatoes are fucking... The shit is shit. Like, you hate it. It's the worst Thanksgiving of your whole life. You know, you're ready to end it. I'm going to put it on the table. Tim, Tom, everybody, Bob, Terry, Jordan, Little Jack. <laughs> you're all ready to end your lives. Please don't. This, hold on, hold on. <laughs> And you're sitting there, your hand is shaking, you're getting the pills out of the drawer, you've got, <laughs> this drawer has a loaded gun. <laughs> a loaded on. gun, a noose, <laughs> a, noose. a straight hold on, hold razor. On. Uh, uh, a running car in a garage, <laughs> it's in the drawer. It's a big drawer. <laughs> oh, else? Oh, uh, you, a bag tied to your, a rock tied to your foot at the beach. Uh, what else? A, <laughs> an overly aggressive police officer. <laughs> Death by cop. <laughs> Thanksgiving. So, you're, you're reaching for the drawer, but what do you know? A new Chuck and Brad podcast episode, you know, popped up on your podcast player. And you're saying to yourself... Good thing, good thing I put my yeah. podcast player in this drawer. <laughs> with, other, with all your other methods of suicide. <laughs> so, you go, you're like, whoa, like, well, like, you know, Chuck and Brad are so funny. They always have great opinions on movies, and they're so funny, and they do so much cool stuff. And Chuck might be the coolest guy in the universe, and, and the, Brad is his friend. Brad is H-O-T hot. <laughs> Brad is H-O-T hot, a reference to last week's <laughs> listener email. And, but, but can they make me feel like I have a family on Thanksgiving? Even at my table, if it's me and the spirit of Chuck and the ghost of Brad, that's only three. But guess what? Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have to swear I'm so sorry. much in this intro? I'm sorry. We don't swear at all <laughs> in the talk of your grandparents. <laughs> I'm sorry. I call you that in your lowest moment. <laughs> and, uh, Nope. It's the story of my nan and papa. Your table has five people at it this year. Ghost of Chuck, Spirit of Brad, Robot Papa. <laughs> and a clone of Nana. <laughs> a clone of Nana. And you guys are going to sit down 
You're gonna imagine. You know what you're gonna do? You remember when Hook, when the guy, when they imagined all the food was there, <laughs> food on the table, and they used their imagination. This is so sad. <laughs> you remember that part? Yes. Part? <laughs> right. Remember Jack? I'm just concerned so about Tim and Tom, <laughs> Harry and Bob, and little Jack. You're gonna look at your food. You're gonna look at it. It's terrible. There's it's, a mouse. It's, 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 it's turkey there's a bird carcass. Food. There's yeah. a mouse running through it. Yep. Nope. You don't want to eat it. You close your eyes, but you open them. There's all the you know, people I already named at That's your table. That's a delusion. <laughs> this isn't real. <laughs> Me, Brad, They're going to eat Papa. that mouse. <laughs> what do you see? A beautiful feast. A table three miles long, full with figgy pudding. The ghost it's of Christmas. The ghost of Christmas feud present is here. You know, he's saying, no be better, better. Yes, that whole thing. Yep. You know, uh, Scrooge is there, but it's the end and he's happy. Yeah, he paid for the bird. Yeah, he, the paid, <laughs> he bought your bird. You're the kid that he said, you're there. What day is it? Yes. You said, well, I said, it's Christmas day. You're the rabbit. Yep. And you're all sitting there and you're about to hear Nan and Papa's life story at your Thanksgiving. Why wow. is Scrooge at Thanksgiving? <laughs> he's a good Scrooge. He's a good so one. So it's a year later. No, right? it's 11 not, months later. No, it's Wait a the, minute. It's Scrooge a day later. is British. Why are they celebrating Thanksgiving at all? He's helping us out. Okay. And you have amazing Thanksgiving dinner with me, Brad, Nana, and Papa. And Scrooge and the Ghost of Christmas present. And I think they say Jack, Robin Williams Jack. He's old and he's young. And Benjamin Button, who is also old and young in a different way. <laughs> It's going to be a crowded... I mean, it's a good thing the table and, is three miles long. And Marty McFly, yep. as well as 2015 Marty McFly. Yep. So you have a he's, lot of timelines to worry about. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, happy Thanksgiving, man. I'm yeah, glad we, we could we write up your Thanksgiving. It. Just imagine this whole clan was there and sit back and listen to Nana and Papa weave their tangled web um, in one of my favorite episodes of the Chuck and Brad podcast, uh, The Tale of My Nana and Papa. Thanks, y'all. I'm comedian, writer, and filmmaker Chuck Staten from the punk band Senior Discount. And I'm writer and comedian Brad Rohr from the Providence Improv Guild. And this is the Chuck and Brad Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 442 of the Chuck and Brad podcast. I'm Chuck. I'm Brad. How you doing, Brad? Um, I'm grateful. I'm thankful, some would say. Wow. Happy Thanksgiving, Brad. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Chuck. It's the week of Thanksgiving. Yes. And uh, we've just had a run of a lot of bigger episodes for us. Yes. We had Brian O'Halloran, who played Dante and Clerks. Uh, you know, we, we did a panel with him at Rhode Island Comic Con. We had segments from that three weeks ago. Two weeks ago, we had my interview with Christina Ricci. And then last week, we had our interview uh, you know, from the, the live interview panels from Rhode Island Comic Con uh, with uh, Brian Baumgartner and Leslie David Baker, who played Kevin and Stanley on The Office. Yeah, so that's a lot of big episodes in a row. And uh, I know we got a bunch of new listeners from, you know, various parts of the entertainment universe checking in because of that kind of stuff. But this week, because it's Thanksgiving, I wanted to do something that had to do with family. Yep. And um, I don't know if this episode is going to be for everybody, but I hope. Honestly, even if you think you might not be interested, I think maybe you should give it a shot and see what you think. Because the episode this week, well, I guess I'll give a little background. So we've been doing the podcast for 11 years. Yeah, right around there. And uh, at some point, inadvertently, the podcast kind of became a journal of our lives in some ways, right? We do talk about a lot of topical things. 
um, and entertainment movies, projects we're doing. But on top of that, it's chronicled a lot of changes for us as people in the past 11 years. Right. Um, and as that change kind of slowly happened, I was like, man, it would be nice to interview my 90 year old grandparents. Yes. Um, it'd be nice to get the, you know, to get their stories recorded. And we, we, I talked about this with you like a long time ago. Um, and, uh, for a while it's been kind of on our list of things to do, uh, in terms of podcasting. Uh, because it's kind of like a, you know, it's it's part of my life and there I'm close to them. I care about them. Right. And, and I, I think it's like a, I think even for people who don't know them and are not, you know, uh, personally related to them or have any knowledge of them. I think it's like an analog yeah. for people to experience about their own grandparents or relationships with other people in their family. Right. Yeah. So I want to do that for a while. And uh, we did an episode last year, I believe. Um and it was about when Gina and I went to Disney World with my family and my Nana and Papa came. Yep. And they uh, were in wheelchairs the whole time. And so, you know, just because it would be too much walking for them as 90 year olds. And Gina and I had to push them the whole time. Yeah. And we told we told the whole story on the podcast and, you know, how we appreciated uh, their presence and talked about how it was like a difficult trip yeah. because of a lot of reasons. Um, but partly because we had to like push them all the time, which was really hard, but that it was like important. And we had this kind of overall message of the experience with family was more important than you yeah. know, the necess- you know, the immediate fun of things. And different people reached out to me after the episode came out. And like one person was like, I listened to the episode and I cried at the end when you guys talked about that. And uh, I was like, oh, you know, that, that kind of stuff can touch people. Yeah. So I was like, all right, we definitely got to do that podcast. And then Thanksgiving was coming up and I was like, I wish you could do a Thanksgiving episode. What should we do? And I was like, oh, maybe we should finally do this interview and talk to them, get their whole life story. And that kind of represents, uh, you know, family coming together. Right. And so that this week, that's what we're doing. We sat down with my grandparents uh, about, you know, an hour ago um, and uh, we got (laughs) the whole story of uh, my Nana and Papa, their whole lives. And so that's what this week is. It's the story of Nana and Papa. It really is. <laughs> the title of the episode. In, in a weird way, I, I hope that when people hear this, people who have positive relationships with family members, mm-hmm. uh, especially older family members, will we'll take the time to talk with them and, you know, kind of ask questions uh, maybe along the same lines yeah. as the questions that, that we asked your grandparents. And, you know, I think about when I was a kid, like holidays with my mm-hmm. grandparents, like I wasn't interested in, in like hanging out with them and talking to them and getting right. their story and, and now they're gone and I'll never know right. so much of their lives. That's that's kind of why I wanted to record this. And I was telling my, my grandparents when I just brought them home, I was telling them, I was like, you know, like people don't really have a reason to organically sit down for two hours straight and tell this, you know, and hear their grandparents' whole life story. Yeah. So the podcast is kind of presenting that. And you said you hope that people do it with people they have a positive relationship with. And, you know. And people that they don't have a positive relationship That's with. That's true. I just didn't want to make anybody's uh, Thanksgiving uncomfortable. If yeah, I, you know, if they blindly followed your advice. Yes. <laughs> That's, That's correct. So weird. <laughs> you didn't want to make anyone fix. Dear I, Chuck I, and Brad, I, I did what you said. I, you know, I didn't want it to be a situation where it's it's a toxic relationship where they're like, you know what, Chuck and Brad told me I have to talk to them. <laughs> hey, just Brad. I'm such a devoted chuby. Um, <laughs> So, you know, like make, make the effort, you know, if you want to record I think, yes. it, I, I like yeah. record it on a phone and say, Hey, I just, I want to have this story. Yeah. 
I had a great time. It was, oh, awesome it, was it was so much fun. Super fun. Uh, really happy to have made this happen. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad that we finally sat down and did this. So we'll do some uh, we'll do some truck and ride updates, and then we'll get right into uh, the story of Nana and Papa. Yes. So what are you going on, Brad? Um, every Friday night, I'm at the Providence Improv Guild in uh, downtown Providence, Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, with my group, improv group, just for tonight. Showtime is 8 p.m. Tickets are just five dollars. Mm-hmm. Truth be told, not sure if we're having a Black Friday show. So, who knows? Check improvpig.com or find the Providence Improv Guild on social media to determine all that. <laughs> to determine all that is funny. And uh, this, when when are we releasing this episode? Tuesday. I'd say like Monday or. All Tuesday. right, Monday, Monday or Tuesday. And in that case, your band, Senior Discount, has a show that we can plug right now. Yes, uh, Senior Discount, my punk band, will be playing at FET Music Hall in Providence, Rhode Island on Wednesday, November 27th uh, with bands 10 Cent Short, Shore City, a bunch of other bands. Uh, it's going to be a great time. Senior Discount hasn't played in a little bit. I've been pulled a lot more towards film stuff and writing and podcasting and blah, 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 comedy. But it's going to be a great night, uh, and uh, Tencent Short's a great band. Short City's a great band. All the other bands are very fun as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's a rare opportunity to see Discount right now because we're kind of um, – it's been it's been a really busy time. Show's going to start at 8 o'clock, I believe. Doors are at 7. It's $10, and, yeah, it's at FET Music Hall um, on Wednesday, the night before Thanksgiving, which is when yeah. we've traditionally done a lot, of, a lot of really fun shows in Providence throughout our – the life of the band. Really, really fun. Um, and this is going to be no different. So come yes. out and hang out with us. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. In fact, I think it's going to be a night of uh, togetherness. I hope I'm gonna, so. I'm going to pitch it. Uh, I'm going to pitch it towards the towards the guys, just in terms of everyone kind of staying together all night and yeah. doing things together. So it's going to be really fun. I want to really experience this Thanksgiving as like a a togetherness kind of day. Yeah. And, and the night before Thanksgiving to me is part of the Thanksgiving. Um, and then after that, is there anything else we have to plug? No, there's not. That's it, right? No, those are the big things. Okay, cool. And then, uh, yeah, we're going to be, you know, Brad and I have some fun Christmas plans that we're going to throw your way uh, at some point soon, but not before Thanksgiving. Right afterwards, we'll probably announce them. And then finally, we just want to thank um, our buddies, our sponsors in PV Donuts for sponsoring this episode and the past few episodes. They are a delicious donut shop in Providence. We love them. The donuts are super high quality. Their thing is kind of that they come up with a very imaginative menu. They change monthly, so it's a new menu every month that's based on the month, and they they just kill it. I love PB Donuts. Yeah. What's their address, Brad? 79 Ives Street in Providence. You can check them out on social media at PV Donuts. That's right. Uh, from, here's, here's a couple of selections from their November menu right now. Uh, for brioche donuts, they have brown butter, vanilla bean, pumpkin chocolate chip, Nutella churro, white Russian. For their filled donuts, they have cookie dough cheesecake, baked apple pie. Uh, they have a pumpkin cannoli old-fashioned, butterscotch, butterscotch crunch donut holes, uh, pumpkin pancake, cake donuts. They have vegan donuts, including Mexican hot chocolate, a churro. Uh, they have specials, which include an apple fritter, a salted caramel twist. They're incredible. They have ice cream sandwiches. They have a savory everything bagel donut. Man, I love PV Donuts, and that is true even when they're not our sponsor. It yes. really, really yes, is. It is. We've been going there for years, ever since they first opened, and I love them. I think it'd be fun. I'm just saying, again, I said this last week. If you want to surprise your family around Thanksgiving or Christmas, maybe show up with a couple of their seasonal donuts, right? Yeah. And uh, before we get into the episode, I'd just like to say, this episode, you know, we're based in Rhode Island, and so all of the stuff we talk about in this episode, and I think we're pretty clear. Yeah. 
um, basically takes place in and around Rhode Island. Yes. So we're talking about Bristol, Rhode Island, Warren, Rhode Island, Providence, Rhode Island, um, Fall River, Massachusetts, which is just very, over the state line. Yeah, yeah. very close to Mass- to uh, Rhode Island. And um, when my grandfather talks about uh, the Azores, right? Yep. He's talking about the fact that he is uh, Portuguese yep. and that there's a lot of Portuguese people in the area. Um, but the stories all take place around here. And uh, man, I'm so glad we sat down with them and recorded this. It's a lot of fun. Oh yeah, it is a lot of fun. I uh, I love them. I love my nan and papa, and uh, I think this is a great way to celebrate Thanksgiving this year. I agree. All right. Uh, without further ado, that's right. Yep. Uh, here's the story of Nana and Papa. Basically, what we do on the podcast is typically on a on a regular episode, we just kind of talk and we have a conversation about you know whatever we want to talk about, whether it's new movies or concerts, anything. But sometimes we do interviews with people. And so we'll do like an interview with uh, someone from a band or someone that's like a comedian and we'll kind of get their whole life story. And so we're going to do that with you guys today. All right. Basically think of it as just like a talk show, like a radio talk show. That's how to think of it. Um, All right. So uh, this is going to be really fun, I think. This is the first time we've done something like this, I think. That's true. Is it? Yeah, very much so. All right. So this is... uh, we're going to be doing an interview with my grandparents that I refer to as Nana and Papa, but uh, actual names, Marjorie Dennis and Anthony Dennis. And um, Nana, your uh, your maiden name was Riola? Right. That's right. So is that your, is that your middle name now? Like, do you take... No, th- no? no, I didn't carry that on. My mom does that. Pat Dennis Staten. Um, and... Uh, yeah, so what we're going to do is we're kind of going to kind of go back and I guess get your whole life story. I think that'll be fun. And we're going to release it as our Thanksgiving episode because it's kind of like a family-themed episode. Okay. And I've talked about you guys on episodes before um, where we talked about uh, we talked about the most recent Disney trip that we all took together in the house. Oh, yeah. You know? That was fun. Yeah, that was fun. Um, all right, so uh, this is, this is going to be funny. So how old are you guys? I'm 90. Uh, <laughs> Papa, I'm gonna be 95. <laughs> um, so you know, you guys were. So let's see. How long ago? What year were you born? 1929. 1929, and Papa. 1925. Wow. Right. So wh- where is the world? I can't even put my finger on where the world is at that time. Can you? Uh, yes. <laughs> it was between world wars. Yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that Nana's birth caused the stock market crash <laughs> no, of 1929. <laughs> Coincidence, maybe. Right. So where were you born, Nana? I was born in Warren. You were born in Warren? Right. Where? On Birchmont Road at my grandparents. So you've been a Rhode Islander since so, day one. Yeah, so this podcast is, is based out of Rhode Island. I live in Warren, Rhode Island, which is kind of a suburb of Providence-ish. Uh, but you were born in a house? In a house. Wow, I don't. I didn't know that. Yes. Is that how that was that typical of the time? Yes. Wow. I did you know that? No, I didn't know it was typical. Uh, I did know where she was born. <laughs> <laughs> you were born in a house. That's crazy. Yes. In your mother's my, house. Is my grandmother. Your grandmother's house. My grandmother. Yes. That's crazy. Yeah. So, uh, Papa, where were you born? I was born in Bristol, on Wood Street. In a house? In a house. Wow. Is that, is that when just how hospital birth starts? <laughs> yeah, that's They, did, they yeah. didn't have maternity hospitals yeah. in those days. Really? Of course, no? of course, I was born on the second floor. 
<laughs> That's crazy. I, that, is that, yeah. When did that become normal? I have no idea. Uh, I will have to have a doula on some week and well, ask her. I, I think the first one that was born in the hospital was Uncle Charlie. Oh, Papa's brother? No, your brother. My brother. Your brother. Yeah. So yeah, let's let's. So that's. Sorry, I thought Uncle Bobby. He's eighty-one. So. Okay, or so 82. yeah, let's talk yeah. about the let's talk about the sibling situation for both of you guys. How about your Nana? I have, uh, I had two sisters, mm-hmm. one thirteen months younger than me. Okay. And a brother eight years younger than me, and a sister fifteen years younger than me. Fifteen. Oh, wow. Quite the spread. That was that Fran. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. that's that's Fran. Yeah. Uh, that's crazy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that's so funny. Auntie Fran. She was born in a hospital. <laughs> By then they made the change. Well, <laughs> that's funny. Um, my mother was sick. You know, she had uh, complications from the pregnancy. Oh, really? So she spent the eighth month of her pregnancy in the hospital. You're talking about Fran. My. I'm talking about my mother. And when she, she had friend. Oh, yeah. really? 43 or 44. She only weighed somewhere. four pounds, three ounces. Oh, wow. Wow. Jeez. Look at her now. <laughs> she's, she's around that weight. I don't yeah. I'm not going to comment on the lady's weight. <laughs> so that's so you were the oldest? No. I'm the oldest. So yeah. how, how old was your mom when she had you? Uh, she must have been about 21. 21. Yeah. Um, that's crazy. How, how old was your dad when you were born? Same age. Same age. They exactly. were two months apart. Oh well, all right, that's yeah. cool. And so, did they live with your grandmother in Warren? Uh, I don't think so. I think they lived in Bristol. Interesting. In in my other grandmother's house. Right. But I guess when it was time for her to deliver, she wow. wanted to be with her mother. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. And Papa, let's talk about your uh, sibling situation when you were born. I was born before radio. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and not look at you now. 1925. <laughs> and now you're on a podcast. Right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it was 1925. Yeah. Uh, I guess my mother was 25. Right. Because she was born in 1900. Mm. And my father in 18 in 1896. Wow. So he was 29. And I'm the third of four children. Uh, my sister was two years older than my brother Leonard, mm-hmm. and my brother Leonard is five years older than I am, mm. and I am <clears throat> about 15 years older than my younger brother. Wow, so, that's even more of a spread. So <laughs> Nana had a spread there between she and her baby sister yeah and i had about 15 years between me and my brother bob yeah yeah see i i I thought you know chuck is 10 years older than his youngest brother me my brother sam but my older brother is two years older than me my younger sister is two years younger than me so our spread is only those four years yeah Yeah. that's That's right Um, and so to hear about these uh ranges was it uh, you know you were you were a person with a mind of your own by the time these little siblings yes. came along. I had to do a lot of babysitting. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, well, let's let's continue. So, so you both lived in Bristol like around when you were born. So, for Papa it's nineteen twenty five, for Nana's nineteen twenty nine, and so, where did you live in Bristol? You said Wood Street, Papa. I yeah, I was born on Wood Street and another town right next to Warren, Bristol. Yeah, and. Uh, we moved just a little bit across the street to, but in another street, Constitution Street. Right, right. And that's where I 
uh, lived for a while, and then we moved from there to uh, Bayview Avenue. We were one step ahead of the revenors. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you, where did you live in Bristol when you were when you were born? I guess, or for when, the first couple of years of your life. Uh, actually, I my mother and father lived on Wood Street behind my grandmother's. There was an apartment right, behind right. my both my, on Wood Street. That's crazy. Yeah, isn't that funny? Different ends, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, you were four hundred feet between your houses. <laughs> <laughs> but we weren't there that long, and then uh, my father became very ill. Oh, really? At twenty-eight, mm-hmm. he, he had been bedridden for a few years. With what? And he wasn't working. Kidney problems. Mm. Kidney problems. And at twenty-eight, he had a kidney removed. Wow. So in the meantime, I went to Warren and lived with my grandmother. I went to school in Warren wow. the first three years of Graham School. Right. Wow. On Bird Swamp Road, the little... Yeah. That school, well, it's not a school anymore, but... Wow, Bird Swamp Road. So that's a kind of a small road uh, near where my parents live. Yeah. There was that... There was that house on the corner. That wasn't where... Oh, you're talking no, about... No, across the, the street. On, on the, it was a brick... House, it had two rooms, and one room had uh, three grades, and the other room had three grades. Wow, that's crazy. And Papa, Things, so, so so you were going, so that was like a grade school. That was like kindergarten yeah, through yeah. like eighth grade or something like that? Uh, sixth grade, but sixth I left grade. in the third grade after my father had his surgery. Right. He got a job, went to work, and mm-hmm. I came back home. You came back to Bristol? Yeah. Well, back so, so, and so what was it like growing up in Bristol and Warren in like the 1930s? That's crazy to me. Well, well I, I uh, that's almost a, that's almost. I didn't like, grow up. I didn't grow up in Bristol. No, no. Uh, the my father worked at the National India Rubber Company, and uh, the owner of that was uh, the Colts, uh, the Colts of Bristol. Oh yeah, very wealthy family. family. Yeah. And uh, when Mr. Colt passed on, his children sold their interest to the United States Rubber Company, and they moved their footwear division from Bristol to Naugatuck, Connecticut. Okay. Oh, wow. So I grew up in Naugatuck from age, uh, I'd say, 6 to 16. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. So I spent, yeah, and, and because of that, I pronounced my R's, which is <laughs> a lot different than most Rhode Islanders. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's funny. That's and funny. I say orange instead of orange. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... And then we moved back after my mother died. Interesting. I got this. Like, what kind of things are you doing for fun? As, yeah, let's, as you know, at, you know, eight to ten years old, or you know. Yeah. Well, we used to uh, in the evening, uh, a bunch of young boys. We used to uh, know where the cherry trees were. Okay. And we used to steal cherry trees, and have a. <laughs> Uh, a feast. Uh, oh, so festive <laughs> produce. Yeah. Chuck, does that ring a bell in your brain? <laughs> well, we, we stole pumpkins one year. <laughs> yeah. One year we stole pumpkins to play a prank on uh, the old senior discount yeah. guitar. You could have been we eating those pumpkins. For yeah. Halloween, he came home and his entire room was filled with, to the ceiling with oh. pumpkins. That's the, so you That's stole funny. it. So you just, so <laughs> just hang out and go to this cherry orchard yeah. and swipe a cherry yes. or two. Yeah. How many cherries do you get per cherry tree? Like, oh, we get bushels, <laughs> hands full. <laughs> That's crazy. They so, were delicious. So, it so was bad. 
<laughs> so we'll jump back and forth in the timeline. So you're going to you're going to grade school in in Brist in Warren, I guess. What yeah? What is no. Warren like around that time? Like, what are you doing for oh. fun? Is there a Main Street area? Because there's kind of like a little Main Street classic downtown feel to Warren oh, and I to Bristol. Oh, I went there. No? The only thing I remember doing on Friday nights, mm-hmm. uh, my grandmother and grandfather would go to East Providence mm. to a grocery store called the Big Chief. <laughs> that <laughs> was the big thing you looked forward to? And five the... cent bag of candy. <laughs> <laughs> and she would go in and just and shoplift I, cherries. And, <laughs> no, and I had to... I had to Ration them so that that bag of candy would last all week. <laughs> yeah. But it was fun. But it was there wasn't a lot to right. do. Yeah, you know, yeah. I walked to school because we lived only down yeah. the street. From she was the a nice girl. I w- rather than I was quiet. A cherry. <laughs> I didn't steal. <laughs> I played with the dog in the yard. And really. Yeah. But then I, we moved to Bristol when I was, I guess, about eight or nine. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. So, but I, I, I should say this. I know this yeah. from uh, observations. Uh, she was influenced an awful lot by her grandmother. Her grandmother taught, us, taught her so many things. Oh, yeah. Well, she played piano. She played the violin. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was a smart lady. We used to take long walks down the road next to the, my, my grandfather owned quite a bit of land on both sides of the street mm-hmm. on Bird Swamp Road and we would go down there was a nice house mm. down at the <laughs> sounds funny doesn't yeah. it <laughs> but we used to take a walk through the woods and mm. pick uh, wild uh, like fiddlehead ferns mm-hmm. now they sell them in the grocery stores when you can find them yeah. we used to pick them in the field yeah in the woods there yeah and my mother my grandmother would tell me what all the plants were what all the flowers were and what you could eat and what you couldn't right that's so funny and uh, they had we she had uh my grandfather had a wood business oh yeah where he supplied baker shops with wood you know for the ovens oh okay and uh he and my three uncles worked for him right uh, my three uncles worked for my grandfather, right. and they uh, and they, we had a, a wood burning stove in the kitchen that he used to make breakfast for them, and they had hearty breakfast because they had to go out and, and work all cut day. wood. Yeah, yeah. He used to buy lots of wood and cut the trees down, and yeah, and uh, it was it was a nice life. Yeah, yeah, uh, I bet. Yeah, it I sounds enjoyed great. it. Yeah, and uh, then but I, then I came. Back to Bristol, and of course, in those days, I had to take tap dancing lessons and guitar lessons. And <laughs> you played guitar? <laughs> Hawaiian guitar. You mean like a little ukulele? No, it's a guitar that rested on my knees. Yeah. And I had a bar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> slide guitar? Right, right. You play slide guitar? <laughs> <laughs> That's I was about, I don't know, 12, and yeah. then, then I took piano lessons when I was a right. little bit older. Wow. But... That was my life. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. That's that's really fun. That's really funny. The slide guitar. So, yeah. Papa, Papa, you're in you're in Connecticut around this yeah, time. Yeah, but uh, after my mother died, uh, we moved back to Bristol, and my father got a job. Instead of rubber footwear, it was wire that was covered with rubber in Bristol, the wire division. Interesting. And uh, I, uh, when, uh, my father married, oh, about six months after my mother died someone to help take care of my 
younger brother. Right. Only two. And I, right. uh, I uh, enlisted in the Navy, tried to, and they rejected me because I was poor color per perception. Yes. Colorblind. This would yes. have been like 40, yeah. 41, so 42-ish? On the way out, a, a recruiter I didn't know him yeah. Then. Yeah. of the Seabees right. stopped me and said, showed me a, a, a picture or a, um, poster. a poster of a Seabee with a gun jumping off a, a bulldozer. And that sold me. <laughs> <laughs> so oh. I joined the Seabees, and I was in the Seabees for three years. Well, well, From December yeah. 42 uh -huh. to uh, January of 46, I spent two years in the Pacific, not in any combat, yeah. and, uh, and that was my uh, basis the, for going back to school. I got the, the first GI year, Bill of Rights. You uh -huh. were in the service, you made a movie. Oh yeah, I did. Uh, my outfit, uh, CBMU 549, yes. was picked to assist Republic Studios in making a recruiting picture. Oh, yes. The, the government paid for it. Right. It was called The Fighting Seabees. Oh, yeah. We went on location I, I saw that movie. on uh, Iverson's <laughs> Ranch yeah. in the San Fernando Valley. Yeah. And they, we built what's called an island with palm trees and everything. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and uh, it starred John Wayne and uh, Susan Hayward. <laughs> Jesus and Dennis O'Keefe, and William Frawley, who was uh, Mertz in uh, I Love Lucy. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, he was in that, and uh, Leonard Kinsky, and uh, an awful lot of uh, people right. got work in that movie. I yeah. like the idea that, uh, you know, they were recruiting for this movie, and you're like, can I just be the guy who jumps off a bulldozer while holding a gun? That's, yeah. <laughs> that's what I wanted to do. I, I'm not here to build things. I'm just... Well, <laughs> truth of the matter is, I didn't have a bulldozer to do it with. Uh -oh. I did have a jeep, All right. and I jumped off the jeep with a rifle, uh -oh. and I still have that picture hanging on my wall. <laughs> you did it! That's amazing. I just yeah. want to live up to that poster. Yeah. It very came out very well. <laughs> well, let's let's go back. I don't want to skip ahead too much because I want to cover all the important stuff. But how did your mother die? My mother uh, died of a cerebral hemorrhage. Wow. And we um, we thought it might have been caused by we don't know an accident that occurred in the winter a year before when we slid off the road and she hit her head on the windshield. Wow! Uh, but we don't really know. Right. Um, but I do know that Yale University Medical School asked for her. Uh, corpse, if you want to put it that way, so that they could perform an autopsy. Wow, yeah. And, and my father at first didn't want, like the idea, but my sister convinced him that it might be helpful in, to, in the future. For research. So, yeah. so they yeah. did. They did yeah. do that wow. uh, autopsy. And she was buried here in Bristol. So, so why did your family move back here after she passed away? Well, uh, my father uh, probably felt that... He wanted some support from the people, his family around yes, him and stuff? Uh, yeah, the two-year-old right. baby. You know, we right. were uh, out, right. out there for 10 years, but right. my father's uh, heart and soul was still in Bristol. Right, So right. that was his, uh, his idea. And he moved with... Because my brother had been married at that time. My sister had been married. 
And so it was just a 15-year-old guy, a 16-year-old guy, me, yeah, and my kid brother, who was about two. Right, right, right. And so the three of us came back to Bristol. Okay. So, so did you, so you left like while you were in high school, essentially in Connecticut. Yes, uh, I was second year high school. In fact, um, I was so close to my mother that uh, after she died on March twenty eighth, nineteen forty two, I never went back to school. Wow. Oh, wow. I, I was a junior, but it had hit me so hard, I just never went back. Right. Jeez. I wasn't much of a student anyway. Well, yeah, I was, I was going to ask what it's like to go to high school in yeah. the, you know, the early 40s, yeah. late 30s for you guys. What was it like to be in high school at that time? I had a lot of friends. Yeah. And I missed them, you know, when I came back here. Yeah. But soon I was hearing that uh, each one of them were going in the service. Right. The war had right. broken out. Yeah. Yeah. And so each one was going into the service. I lost two of my close friends. Yeah, in World War Two. Wow. So, so when did World War Two start? Forty one. Forty one. Right. Well, for for America, yeah. For America, right, right, right. right. So basically, that was kind of like a lot of people's lives were being taken over by oh, that, yeah. at that time for people in that fact, your age. I, I recently learned that there were sixteen boys in the graduating class of St. Francis School, mm. and that was a grammar school. Mm-hmm. And in eighth grade, there were sixteen boys, and of the sixteen boys. Eight of them were killed in wow. World War Two. Wow, that's crazy. That is, that's terrible, but it's, it's true. Yeah, that's crazy. But Nina, how was how was your uh, high school experience in uh, Bristol? Were you? Oh, in- good. Yeah. Yeah, I met Papa during uh, that time. Yeah, I met him in January of '46. I went back to school after. I that. was a I was junior. Through. Right, right. So he came back and went into the junior year. He oh, had yeah. to so, finish. So you you must have started high school around 1943 or 4. Somewhere around 43 or 40. 43, you yeah. go to school. So you're in school, and Papa, you go away. I yeah. graduated in 47. I didn't know 47, that yeah. makes sense. We didn't know each other. Yeah, right, no, before you went away. I didn't know away. him right. until he came back from the surface. That's when I met him, and he right. came back to high school. And just b- before we get to the two of you meeting and, and the songbirds coming in and Cupid striking you with his ear, what's a typical high school day like? Yeah, it's like the bell rings and you have to get to Latin? I don't know what, like what yeah. class are you... Is, Latin, it, is, it, is, right. it, is it like well, six classes? And, okay. So in college prep, we had to take Latin and okay. we had to take another language. Wow. I took French. Okay. And, uh, and it was a lot of work but i don't think we had as much homework yeah, yeah. kids yeah. do now yeah. i don't think, I think a, a lot of a lot of memorization and recitation yeah but more of it we did in in class in school right and uh we had a lot of extracurricular activities i right. was in the uh all state chorus oh yeah a lot <laughs> of music in your life young huh? uh, yeah well, wow. my father was one Kind of the pushed us into all these things. Right. So you go away. So you move from Bristol to California, right? Essentially, when you go into the CBs. Oh yeah. But every so everyone's a little bit older than you, and yeah. they're living. They're still living with your dad. No, no. they, they, they got married. Away. They were, they were married. married. Oh, so they were out of the house at right. this point yeah. in time. Right. Okay. All right. And so you're leaving the family, and there's the two-year-old, right? All right. Yeah. Right. Okay. So you move away to California, and that's like another kind of. It's, it's interesting because you come back and you basically don't establish a new life here. You stay here for a short amount of time and you move right away. Right. I didn't have much of a Yeah. I didn't have much of a life here. When I returned from Naugatuck to Bristol, 
I just stayed about, well, maybe nine months, and then nine I, months, less I, than a year. I, yeah, and I joined the service, and so did, did so you did you join the service because it just seemed like everyone was doing that. It's the right well, thing to do. One of the reasons I went because that's was, that's what I'm interested in. I, that I, I thought it would be very awkward for me to be living with a new mother, a stepmother. Oh yeah, oh, and, interesting. And so. I figured, you know, I, baby, I, you I, know, I would be he, better off, and maybe they would, if I if I wow. removed myself. Wow, that's but, that's but so there were other considerations. For example, yes. the draft was uh, active, and I didn't want to be drafted into right. the army. Right, I wanted to be in the navy, yeah, on board a ship and so on. But I ended up. Just like the army, yeah. in the CBs, yep. on an island, jumping out of a jeep, <laughs> holding yeah. a rifle. Right. See, this this is what I'm interested in is because I wonder if at that time, if there's more of like a sense of duty to a lot of the you know the well, young men growing up, right? Yes. Uh, I, I wonder. Was, I was patriotic, right? But I I can't say that that was the reason I right. went in. No. Right. 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 That's but I was only 17 at the he time. He was only 17 when he joined. I know. So it's also like it's hard to make a decision like that at that time. It's, to yeah. expect someone to make a, a life-altering yeah. decision. It, it, was, it, was, um, it was very lonely at that time when I went in. Yeah. But I met uh, with a lot of other lonely young guys. Yeah. Yes. And we became a family. Yeah, that's, that's what and, I think. And uh, there were about... I'd say eight or nine of us that hung around together yeah. for three years. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, we became like brothers, yeah. really. Yeah, yeah, that's what I would imagine. That's great. So, you know, I know we talked about it a little bit, but so what's the day-to-day like when you're in the Seabees? Well, in the Seabees, they asked, uh, when I got on the island, uh, the telephone cr- uh, crew asked if there were anyone that wanted to uh, volunteer to be a telephone operator. And uh, they uh, warned us that there was no rank for a telephone operator. You mm-hmm. couldn't get a, a, a ranking, or a, you couldn't get any raises in pay and so on. Oh. But, but I wasn't interested in that. Yeah. I thought that being a telephone operator was pretty light duty. That's, yeah. It seems and, that way, yeah. yeah. You're seated. So, He's always looking for Yeah, but actually, <laughs> uh, job. I had a best friend in the service named Anthony Bracalenti. Anthony mm. was uh, a one-year student at Drexel when he uh, uh, decided to get into the service. Yeah. And he, he was uh, my closest friend. Yeah. And he said to me, let's become telephone operators. We're never going to be carpenters or plumbers or, or you know, uh, the tradesmen. Right. Uh, and so that's what we did. I was a telephone operator for one year mm-hmm. on an island called Tarawa, but most people call it Tarawa. Okay. It's, it's a bloody battle there. A thousand Marines were killed in 48 hours. Wow. Jeez. And um, it's not too well known today, but at that time it was one of the bloodiest battles in the Pacific. And I got to that island three months after the battle. Okay. Jeez. It's weird to be, you know, involved in World War II or like... I wonder how, like, you get news about, like, this happened, this happened. How do they yeah. give you news in that situation? Well, stra- strangely enough, he being a, a telephone operator, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was listening in on an awful lot of calls. <laughs> I, remember, <laughs> I remember one night uh, we got a call because there was a uh, 
a floating uh, buoy in the harbor mm -hmm. that a ship could come in and connect and then telephone. Mm. And uh, we got a call from that buoy, a ship uh, uh, cruiser, I think. Uh, and um, they wanted to speak to the old man. I connected and listened in, and I learned that the uh, cruiser, the Indianapolis, mm -hmm. was sunk. And later on, I found out that a boy I knew in Bristol, uh, Jimmy Flynn, mm -hmm. was aboard that boat, and he was killed. I remember oh, He was only a young boy Wow! when he went in. So uh, you, we learned a, a lot of things about what was going on by listening in. Right. Wow. Uh, and no one knew we were listening in. Oh, right, right, right. And these are the days where, that, that there aren't dials, that people are picking up the phone and the operator no. you know, says, like, how can I connect no. you? Well, what happens with the... I, I don't know a, if the a service bell would is ring, different. Okay. Yeah. And, and the light would go on, and I would plug into that. Right. And then I would announce... Yeah, operator. I would say Batio. Okay. That was the name of the island. island. Yeah. Batio, B-E-T-I-O. Yeah. And uh, Batio, and they would say uh, headquarters, and, and I, I would say yes, sir, and I would put it into the plug right. for um, the headquarters and, and then ring it, mm -hmm. yep. put my finger in the horn, and pull it back and listen. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I had to do something to yeah. keep busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. That's crazy. So, <laughs> I, I just, the call, we got to do something about this dentist guy. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's great. <laughs> well, I did, I did get into, I got Give into a, a lot of trouble because I, at times I was, I thought I was a pretty good um, impersonator. Oh, good. And I would call up the uh, motor pool and tell them that there was a, a natives at the um, at the pier that needed transportation okay. to send down a, 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 and I would say send down a lorry because I would be impersonating <laughs> a British <Good>. officer <laughs> in fact his name was uh, <laughs> uh, major name. major fox strangway <laughs> that's awesome yeah uh, i got in trouble and uh, i got reported and I had to see the old man, and he said to me, uh, you got to cut that out, because if you do it again, your ass belongs to me. Yeah. And I said, I, I want to keep my ass, and I ran, <laughs> I ran off. And also, where are my cherries? And you're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> like it's bolting of cherries. Let me go check on my prized cherry treats. <laughs> That's so funny. Right. So you were there for three years? No, I was on Tarawa one year, mm -hmm. and then we moved to uh, uh, Kwajalein, mm -hmm. Kwajalein in, in the uh, Marshall Islands, and I, I couldn't be a telephone operator there because they had their own, mm. oh. and so they put me on the carpenter's crew, Okay, and so when I was discharged, I was a carpenter's mate, third class. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so, I don't think you learned very much. <laughs> so, when you when you finish, because I don't really know the process of this, are they just like, oh, you're you're you've agreed to be here for this many years, or we're going to have you for this? No, many I joined years? for two years. Yeah, and the duration. Right. And so the duration was three years. Okay. So the war ended in, I guess it was August mm -hmm. of uh, forty five. Right. 
And uh, we had came home on the point system. So if you were married and had children, you got so many points. Oh, I see, yes. And right. so many points first. for how long you were in the service. Right. right. And um, that's another story. I want to get into that. But uh, where, where were you before you got sent home? Like I was Jimmy? on the Marshall Islands. Okay. And I had accumulated enough points to go home. Right. Along with a lot of my friends. Yeah. And they wouldn't let us go. Yeah. They didn't want us to go until we completed a senior officer's mess hall. Mm. We were okay. builders, building it. Right. right? Yeah, right. And uh, I can tell you a fast story. One of my friends named Red Egan mm -hmm. got drunk and went to the office of the commanding officer of the, of the island. Yes. And he was causing a ruckus, and they let him in, and the uh, commanding officer wanted to know what he wanted. He said, uh, We've, we're going to burn down that senior officer's mess that's half constructed unless we go home on that ship that's in the harbor. Whoa. And, uh, and he said, you can lock me up if you want, but that whole building will be burned down. Well, the, the island was a controlled, the commanding officer was a Commodore. Okay. Uh, Commodore Wyatt. It's pretty high up there. And, yeah, and, and he was afraid. Now, senior officers, that's not just commanders. Right. It's higher. Yep. And, uh, and so he didn't want to lose the, the uh, mess hall. It's like a clubhouse for yep. the, these, yeah. these uh, higher-up officers. So he let us go. <laughs> wow! <laughs> yeah. threat. That's what got us home, even though... That's amazing. We had enough points to go three months earlier. Right, but they were but holding they, you to finish. They were holding us, yeah. you know, for, uh, for reasons of their own. The convenience. So, <laughs> so, so that they could keep I like us building. They, the, they have a book. And it's just the point tally of like, oh, married is five points, children yeah. is three points, whatever. Oh, yeah. And then like threatening arson, threatening <laughs> <laughs> officer's club, yeah. 100 points. You're like, all right, well, yeah. they got to go, just the points. That's so funny. So so we're about to get to the part where you go home and you guys meet. But yeah. before we go there, I just do, are there any questions you want to ask about the childhood? Because I still just want to make sure we get everything. Uh, you know, I, I, I'd still, I'd like to know more about the day-to-day -day schooling. Sure, uh, yeah. but, but, you know, we, could, we can cover that right now. Yeah. And then also just, you know... It's weird because I think about what kids do for fun now and what right. kids did for fun oh, when I was a kid. Played outside most right. of it. Yeah. And, and yeah. is it just we like played kick hide the and can. go seek? Yeah. Hide kick and the can. go seek. Yeah. And yeah. Kick the can. That's one of my favorites. Kick the can. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great yeah. game. Hide and go seek. Well, yeah. we Kippy. Were, uh, we lived what's, up what's that? In the woods, Kippy. really. I don't know what uh, Kippy is. Kippy was a. Uh, I don't know what that you, is. You have a wooden, like a wooden, it wouldn't be a hatchet, but shaped like one. Okay. An axe, yeah. right? And uh, the tippy would be uh, carved in wood, and it would be uh, uh, pointed at one end and pointed at the other end. And if you hit the point, it would go up in the air and you hit it. Oh yeah, yeah. And we call that tippy. All right. And I guess the ones that could hit it the furthest yeah. were the winners. Yeah. And ringolivio. Yeah, <laughs> that that was a a circle right. in the yard. Yeah, and uh, people would be imprisoned in there, and if one of the team members was run through, they would be released. Okay, okay, yeah, right. But, right. And my mother would shout out, <laughs> "Come in for supper," because we didn't want to go in. Yeah. yeah, we stayed out and played. Yep, right. Today, no one plays. They just walk no. around with these instruments in yeah. their hand. Yeah. Yes, that's true. That's all they do. I know. I know. 
Um, so I, I will say, since we're putting this up as our as our Thanksgiving episode, good. Let's do this. What's the typical Thanksgiving when you guys are like, you know, around the age of like ten to ten to, you know, between eight and twelve, let's say. Yeah. Well, it was always at my grandparents. Yeah. In Warren, because mm-hmm. they had the big house and the big right. yard, and and uh, the whole family would be there, all the grandchildren. Right. And my mother had uh, three brothers and a sister. Mm-hmm. So they all had families. So right. That's where we all. So it would be huge. Huge. Yeah. yeah. And my grandmother was a fantastic cook. Yeah. And she used to bake pies, <laughs> about fourteen inch. Yeah. Pies wow. in a in a stove fired by wood. Right, and right. She didn't know what temperature the oven yeah. was. How could you tell? And she <laughs> she was a fantastic baker. That's crazy. And, and she taught her granddaughter to be a fantastic cook. <laughs> <Yeah>. Wow. <laughs> My grandfather did a lot of the cooking for the boys. So how so how many people were at that Thanksgiving? Like between fifteen and twenty. Oh, more than that. More than that? More than that, yeah. Wow. How did you guys all sit? Just, you know, I'm just interested. Did you guys just have a bunch of tables? Well, she had a big dining room, and, yeah. and I don't even remember that table in the kitchen. Yeah, right. That's And funny. I don't remember if everybody came at the same time or different times right. during yeah. the day. All the foods are pretty much the same as now. You yeah. Know, like yeah. Turkey. Turkey and stuffing, stuffing and, and mashed potatoes, mashed potatoes and all the veggies. Of course, my grandfather had apple orchards and peach orchards. Okay. Oh, yeah. That was part of his business. Right. And... and he had a huge uh, garden, right. so we always had. I used to help my grandmother canned canned vegetables and wow. put up pears and strawberries and all yeah. those kind of things. That's awesome. So we it all went along. We used to play cards, my grandmother, my grandfather, and I at night when I was six years old, seven years old. Yeah, and he'd go down in the basement and get apples. They were in a big, big bin. Right. Now they picked them in the fall. Yeah. And I'm talking about maybe February, March. They were beginning to get wrinkled. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I thought afterwards, I wonder how many mice <laughs> traveled <laughs> on those way. I mean, yeah. you know, those yeah. the basement wasn't like the yeah. basements today. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. But we had a, a part of the basement was a cold cellar with all the... Um, C-O-L-D. Yes. It's cold. Yeah. Yes, yes. Where the, uh, uh, everything that we had preserved was. Oh, yeah. And, you know, you shopped, and we shopped there, you know, for our vegetables and fruit. Oh, wow. Winter. That's crazy. It was, it was nice. I enjoyed it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, I'm, it's the only thing I knew. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> had very few uh, neighbors, you know, then... Oh wow! Really? Is so, it? Yeah, I guess it was probably yeah, way was less developed. Woods, yeah, where they lived then. Interesting. On Birchwamp Road, there was maybe three or four houses. Wow! And I did have a couple of friends. Right. Yeah, I guess it was it would be, fun. Yeah, I bet it was fun. I, yeah. yeah, that's interesting. It was way less developed. We used to go on picnics, all the cousins on Sundays. Yeah. My grandmother would make us a picnic lunch, and we'd walk down the street to the Chase Farm. Yeah. There was a place there called Devil's Rock, and we'd have a picnic there. We thought that was great. (laughs) (laughs) That is great. How about you, Papa? Thanksgiving when you were a kid? Uh, About the same. Although my mother was born in the Azores. She came here as an infant. Yeah, that's right. And my father was born in this country and Fall River, if you want to call that this country. <laughs> uh, Zing! Well, they say 
they, they say that that uh, Braga Bridge is the longest bridge in the world because it goes from Somerset to the Azores. That's great. <laughs> I know there's a story that you tell about the. Uh, oh man, is it the 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 moonshine? Yeah. Oh yeah. Grandfather. My grandfather was a yeah. moonshiner. <laughs> I love, yeah. you know the story? Um, I may have heard it. <laughs> yeah. I love the story. Tell it. Tell well, it. When, when they uh, finally uh, caught up with him, he led the uh, authorities into the third floor where the uh, still was. Because right. they were catching him. Yeah, yeah. and so he locked the door behind them when they went in. <laughs> to sh- to and he went down <laughs> took his wife and nine children to Bristol. <laughs> and uh, that's where they said we're been one step ahead of the revenuers ever since yeah, yeah. <laughs> he locked the police in the room and ran away and yeah. <laughs> yeah. And All, over the line it. over the line from fall river well, yeah. think about how far fall Massive. river is right. from bristol right. yeah at that but point in those in days <clears throat> yeah it wasn't I mean. easy yeah that's what i mean is that, yeah. that those days but what amazes away. me now that we think about it yeah they were put up by another family how would you take a husband and wife and nine children in yep. until they could find a place to live? Yeah. Can yeah. you imagine what what kind of people were they? Yeah, that's really and, interesting. And uh, yeah. I found out that, you know, the Portuguese in uh, this area yeah. have a lot of English names. Okay. Like my name was not Dennis. It right. was Denise. Denise, right. yeah. But uh, I think Denise, if you're Anglis, if you're... If you, uh, and, change it into English is Dennis. Yeah. Yes. Santo right. Denise is St. Dennis. Yeah. Right, right. But uh, they were taken in by a family called Marshall. Okay. Now, Marshall is not a Portuguese name, no. but the name was probably Machado. Yeah. Right. But uh, yeah. When, when the Portuguese came here, if they were given an English name, they would not uh, try to correct it because they figured... It was given to them by an authority, and they, they, if they argued with authority, they'd be sent back. Right. right. Mm. So they just kept quiet and 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 kept <laughs> the name. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of them in in Bristol. The Woods. Yep. The Martins. The Ma- Marshalls. Yep. And you know those are not these are Azorian people. Right. Right. With, with English names. Yeah. I uh, yeah. I when I moved out here, I was surprised at how many Portuguese people you know existed and i i don't know that i had met a manuel or, yeah, or, yeah or, right, you know how many right. marias had i met oh yeah uh, right and then uh yeah i got to mess dartmouth and everybody's like the azores and i had no idea what they were well, there, there are more azorians yeah in rhode island than there are in the azore yeah. islands which is nuts yeah. Yeah. yeah that's crazy and and south i should say southeastern new england right right so so your your thanksgivings in connecticut are probably mostly your immediate family Yes, because you you wouldn't travel back. No, for just it. immediate family and and uh, probably a a small turkey. Right, know? right, right, right. But my mother was a great cook as mm. well. So yeah, that's interesting. So pretty similar, but kind of just a yeah. little bit smaller. And you know what? Why don't we talk about this? Just because you know this is interesting to me. <clears throat> Let's go through like a Christmas at that time too, because I'm interested in like what Christmas is like and oh, how it's different fun. now. Yeah. Yeah, how was Christmas back then? Beautiful. Yeah. We had a tree that my grandfather picked, you know. We had our Christmas. We used to go and stay there yeah. overnight. Yeah. And uh, Oh yeah, on, on yeah. Christmas? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And uh I can remember uh, the first year I guess I must have been about 
six and my sister was five because mm -hmm. we were born 13 months apart right. and there was like seven years so we wanted a doll and a, and a, a carriage you know you yeah. could push well, right i thought my parents can't do that my father had just gotten a job or he had just gone back to work yeah and uh, when we woke up Christmas morning, there was that doll, and my grandfather and grandmother, I'm sure, had something to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but it was a, a Christmas. The tree didn't have all the stuff we have on it now. There was popcorn. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I forget. We did, I don't think we had electric um, bulbs. bulbs on the tree. I don't right. remember that. Interesting. I, we might have had candles. I don't even know. Right. Yeah. Did you? Did it you guys? It was different. Yeah. Did you guys decorate around the house and stuff? Oh yeah. 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 What, what did you do My at that point in time? Because there's it's, it's so interesting because industry is different at that time. So there's not mass produced decorations, right? No. So no. What did everything you do? we had was um, holly and stuff from the right. the. the uh, land that my grandfather right. owned. Yeah. He had everything. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. It was. It was. Nice. Well, it was all I knew anyway. Right. Yeah, that's great. No, how, you know? about, how about you, Papa? Well, I was different. We had a tree with those big bulbs. Oh, which yeah. Which is a, a screw in like you do yeah. light bulbs. Yeah. Yes. And they were different colors. Right. And there was a, a thing called tinsel. Mm -hmm. Yep. That used to hang yeah. all yeah. over the tree. Right. And Just I can remember on. we also had about 12 birds that had uh, uh, a clutch that would uh, hold them onto a branch. Okay. Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, and there would like the birds were on the, a tree. Were they? What do you mean? Were they like uh, like stuff? Like what were they like? like stuff? They were like, like real birds. Yeah. They were uh, real birds. They weren't no. real. Right. No, no they, but they were. They were patterned after real okay. birds. Okay, I see. I see. And um, I remember that. And uh, and <laughs> and then you know the usual uh, Christmas balls and so on. That's cool. And uh, yeah. Love and I know that uh, they were always a real tree, Homemade. though. Mm -hmm. And we, uh, we had my brother, who was adept at uh, uh, constructing something to hold the tree. Yes. He would always make it for us. Mm. And uh, probably we kept it uh, year after year. But uh, Christmas was big in our family. Yeah. Yeah. I'll what? say it, it is weird to think about, you know, when, when you were young, like... <laughs> White Christmas wasn't a, a thing, wasn't a song or a, no. or a movie right. or anything. Yeah, that's right. Um, Jingle although bells I should tell you was... this, my father would tell us a couple of weeks and a week before Christmas, mm -hmm. when we were young kids, yep. mm -hmm. that we had to behave. Yes. And he'd say, you know what will happen if you don't behave? Uh, Santa Claus will go over the house uh -oh. and he won't stop. Right, right. right. And then there was one time when he told us, you know, when we were misbehaving, that there wasn't going to be any Santa Claus this year because he jumped off the Mount Hope Bridge. <laughs> nobody... why, why did he tell you that? Why did he say that? He <laughs> wants to scare the hell out of me. <laughs> no! <laughs> oh, my God. So... <laughs> So what what do you guys do on Christmas back then? What what is the, what is the day like? Well, uh, we'd go to bed early so that we could wake up, wake early. up, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, probably not sleep uh, right most of the night. And then in the morning, we would have this 
a great surprise, all these uh, toys and so on. We always had a great oranges and our stockings. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, I've and heard a of that. little bit of candy. Yeah, and... yes, I've heard of that. Yeah, oranges and stockings. Yeah, and yeah. then you would have like a big dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were stories more common at that time because there's so much less like entertainment stuff, like telling stories. I don't know. I'm wondering. Well, we had radio. You had radio. Yeah, right? we had radio. I didn't know if you guys told stories like family, like like you know your parents telling you stories. Like I didn't know if you had any of that at oh, that time. Or so if you, the night before Christmas, we always yeah. heard that. Yeah, right. That's when, true. You know, are you gathered around the the piano or the yeah, oh, the yeah. slide, gu- slide guitar? Oh, so, so My grandmother's yeah. Because yeah. so she, she played piano. So she would play piano. You guys would sing Christmas carols. Piano yeah. and violin without any lessons. <laughs> no, wow. She yeah. could just sit and play. Wow. She was a very. So you guys would sing. Yeah. That's great. And then my uncle, my uh, mother's sisters, uh, the Cambrolas. You know the Cambrolas? I think so, They're, yeah. You probably know maybe one of the younger ones. Yeah, maybe. Uh, one of the grandchildren. Well, uh, uh, he used to play piano. Ah, there you and, go. And they had a, a one of those roll-up things, pianos. Yeah. The player, player piano. piano. Player, player piano, piano. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah, we had that too. So we had lots of fun. That's yes. cool. And on Sundays we did that too. Yeah, just sing. Everybody came, yeah. That's awesome. My uncle would play that's with great. his big cigar. <laughs> yeah. That's where, crazy. Where, uh, uh, my wife, where her family uh got together with cousins and uncles and aunts mm-hmm. my family didn't we right. just had our own little family right that's yeah. what i was thinking because you yeah. guys are away for a long right. time yeah we didn't have any relatives we in all went to right, my right. grandma and grandfathers and at that time it's probably too difficult to travel back for holidays and stuff no like we never did we never yeah. came back until on christmas never interesting that's really interesting yeah so, okay, so let's, yeah, I guess we'll jump back to where we were. So you're coming back from the Seabees. Now, what year is this now? 40, 45. 46. 46. January 46. January 46. Okay. Yeah. So, Nana, you're in high school at this time. Yeah, and Papa, junior. Are you going to go back to high school at I this go time? back. One of the reasons why it was easy for me is because I didn't know anybody in Bristol. Right. I didn't know uh, people my age. Yeah. And I certainly didn't know any of the kids in high school. Yeah. So when I came back i could fit in i didn't look much different than the other boys yeah he was Uh, thin yeah and he had hair yeah are you are you are you like a cool guy because you're coming back from the no i'm kind of quiet yeah yeah Yeah. right Right. and uh uh, i did you know uh get involved with some of the guys uh playing especially the, uh, the bernardo boys and and uh Joe George and them. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are people that I met and, and and moved into their group. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. So the, the, these are just kind of like the new friends you made. Yeah, new friends. Well, so he was active when he came back to school. Yeah, I was active. They elected me, uh, what was I? Treasurer. Treasurer. What? <laughs> wow, what a position that was. <laughs> what were your duties? Yeah. What were your responsibilities? Yeah, I don't remember. Well, <laughs> I don't think I had a do anything with money i know that all the way from carpenter (laughs) third class to treasurer yeah but you don't make fun of carpenter third class i don't make fun of it was it was equal to a staff oh all right that's pretty great staff sergeant in the army i mean the pay grade (laughs) yes right right, yeah i i didn't get any pay grade as a telephone operator right but uh 
what happened in the Seabees? We didn't take tests for ranks. Uh, the old man, the, the uh, who's the old man by the, the way? The officer in charge. Right, the officer in charge. Okay. It was a, a man named Dishman from Texas. Mm. Okay. He, he, was he was a tough 40. guy. <laughs> yeah, right. And and he uh, <laughs> he moved on to what they call the Eighth Army. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was the Eighth Army or the Twelfth Army, whatever. It was an army that was going to be put together to go into Japan. Okay. And it was going to com- be comprised of all kinds of people, CBs and so on. Right. So when he moved out into that group, um, we had an executive officer named Steele. Okay. And uh, we used to call him Pig Iron because he was so mean. Mm. Okay. And then when he became the commanding officer, right, he gave all of us a raise in rank to, for money. Right. And... Uh, and then we used to call him stainless steel. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. That's all funny. the way from pig iron to stainless and, uh, steel. So uh, that uh, increase in pay was yeah. important. You yeah, know? that's great. That's funny. So, so you come back and uh, what do you have? To, like, a, do you have a two years of high school left? Well, I got a half a year of uh, junior. junior year. Okay, and and then, and then I went into my senior year and because I was born in. May, right? Uh, I graduated with your nana. Oh, interesting! Uh, in 1947, wow! At the tender age of 22. <laughs> so when when did you guys actually meet during this time? Uh, I guess it when class. he was on leave. He came home in January. Yeah. Wow. Then he had to go back to Boston to get discharged. And I met him through a cousin of his that yeah, was my, dating my, my sister. Oh. Yeah, yeah, my cousin Babe and her sister, uh, Sis, mm-hmm. uh, were uh, friends, very close friends anyway. Yeah. He said he wanted to go and see her, and would I go with him? <coughs> You're talking too much. Because was, <laughs> she was babysitting. And then when I went there, uh, not only Sis was there, but her sister Marjorie. Yes, Nana. And so uh, that's where I met her. So you, so you guys met that night. Yeah. It's, it's so interesting. The idea. And I of, said, I got to see this one again. <laughs> the idea of dating in the in the forties is so interesting to me. So how does this progress? Well, how do you, we didn't. How do you we didn't tell anyone. Well, because I met her that night. Yes. Well, I had, looked for her in school. We had telephones. Yeah. Right. We had telephones. Right. Yeah. Right. We had yeah. telephone in the house. Right. Um, house phone. Two four five R. Wow, that was my go. number. Wow, That's my it. my grandmother's number. Wow. That's a two four five R. Wow, two four five R. Well, you know we had uh, operators. Yeah, you pick up the phone, you, you pick say up operator. the phone, and you yes. say two four five R. And two of them were cousins of mine. The operators. Yeah. And 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 <laughs> they used to listen in. I was gonna say now they get to listen in. <laughs> they knew all yeah. everything that was going on in the family because they used to listen in. Yeah. So, you, so you guys met um, at this like chance meeting, and then you start going to school, and so you look for names. Yeah, right, yeah. right. And you just start so talking. And then moved. when there were there were like uh, proms or whatever, right. I would ask her. Right. Oh, you know. Oh man, that's crazy. So so it's funny. Like I wonder about what the like just like what the dating culture is like at that time. I don't know what we did. Not, not much, because we didn't have any money. He didn't have any money. Right. No. Well, he had money. The GI Bill. Yeah, GI Bill gave me some money to go to school. I think they gave me 
$115 a month. Right. Did you, what did you guys do? Like go out to, to like eat? Or Never like went out, out to dinner. Like went to a movie. Maybe. Right. Went, like a movie. A and not many. Picnic at Devil's Rock. <laughs> picnic at picnic Devil's Rock. No, we didn't do that. Not when I <laughs> met him. I don't know what we did. He had a car. There you go. Okay. And uh, yeah. we'd go for wine, wheels. have ice cream, <laughs> things like that. But we never right. went to dinner. Yeah. He, he didn't have that kind of money. Yeah. Wow. I and bought a car with a Chevrolet and it had wooden wheels. And it was a coupe. Yeah. And uh, I immediately changed the wheels to steel. Right. And uh, But there was in the flywheel. There was a uh, what would you call it? Uh, gears. Yes. One of, one of the teeth in the gears was missing. Okay. And if I was uh, unlucky enough to try to start the car when that missing tooth was gone, <laughs> yeah. uh, it, it would jam. Yeah. And the only way to get it out was somebody had to push it. <laughs> and so I would take her and her sister out, and and uh, and and it got stuck. Mm-hmm. Her sister would push it. <laughs> and she and I stayed inside. <laughs> yeah. It was just push it to get it out. You know? like, oh, are you bringing her along as a chaperone yeah. for propriety's sake? <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. Uh, yeah. So you guys start dating and you're kind of, you know, seniors in high school, essentially yeah. around this time. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, so what happens when you graduate? What do you well, decide I went, to do? I went to school he had applied. I don't know. You didn't apply the first year. No, I worked. I worked for my brother's sister-in-law. No, my sister no. and my brother-in-law. You in had Connecticut, the cleaning business. I? Yeah, but I was in Connecticut. Only for the summer. Yeah. Because mm. then, then he he stayed home a year to make some money. Right. So you went I back went, to Connecticut. And I went to right just to for school. a summer. Just for the right. summer. Okay. And you. So, you so went, I was living in the dorm. I didn't see him. So what school did you go to? Uh, a nursing school, Rhode Island Hospital Nursing School. Okay. But I had to live in the dorm, you know. And so at this point in time, you're like 18? Seven, well, yeah, I was 18 in October. I started. Right, September. okay. Yeah, right, right, right. And how? And so, I, you're, so you're basically going to college. You're working for the summer. So what do you do when you come back after the summer? Well, I applied to uh, Providence College. Mm-hmm. And, to, uh, to, to go to college? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I... Was lucky enough to have. Uh, I had to apply to Providence College. You had to have two years of uh, foreign language. Mm. I didn't have any. Oh yeah. But Miss Callan, who taught English, uh, she was French, very so. compassionate woman. Yeah. She went to mass every morning, mm. and she said if I would pick her up after mass, because her brother would drop her off. Yeah. And I and take her home. She would teach me uh, French. Wow! So, uh, jeez, it's it make a long story short. I couldn't learn a foreign language <laughs> because I couldn't learn English properly. <laughs> I, I was not too bright. Anyway, uh, she had a cousin who was the dean of the uh, um, entrance. In Providence College, right, she, right. she gave him a call, and said that I had one credit in French, and could he take me in without the second? Mm. And he did, but he said he'd have to get that other credit before I could graduate. Oh, I see. So they took me in at Providence College. Right. But long story short, at the end of second year, uh, 
I went down to the dean's office because it was called. He said, you must take another credit in French before you can matriculate or whatever. Yeah. Matriculate, yes. Matriculate. Matriculate to uh, the third year. And I said, well, I'm here to ask you for a letter of recommendation to law school. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) So he said, uh, well, he said a terrible thing. He said, uh, where are you from? I said, Bristol. He said, you know, if the state of Rhode Island needed an enema to put the hose in Bristol. <laughs> <laughs> this was a priest at Providence College. <laughs> so uh, he, gave, he, he gave me a letter of recommendation, and so did my English teacher. You and, had to take uh, an exam. Yeah, I had to take uh, what's called a, a Princeton exam. Okay. Uh, hmm. Which, uh, uh, if... I was successful, it would, uh, I would be allowed to apply to uh, law school after two years. You can't do that anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. But I did it then, and I went to law school. Wow. So, you guys, it's, it's interesting because even though you have like a five-year age difference, basically this kind of puts you at the same exact stage in your life when you started going to college. That's interesting, you know? Four years and four well, months. I graduated. Four years and four months. There you go. <laughs> I graduated in 50. Right. September but, but, of 50. Yeah, I guess so you go to college and then after two years you start going to law school. So I guess that puts you into co- into school for more years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how long are you in nursing school? Three years, year round though. We didn't get summers oh, off. Oh, you didn't get summers off. No. And how was that? How was nursing school when you went to college? It's interesting. It was good. Yeah. Because we not only had to have our studies, we had to work in the hospital. Right. We had on-the-job training besides. Right. And some of the girls went to Pembroke mm-hmm. for a five-year. Part of Brown. Right. It was Pembroke. They don't have Pembroke no. anymore, no. Right. It was part of Brown University. Right. And they came back after their four years mm-hmm. there to do a year in the hospital. They didn't know anything. Yeah. A lot <laughs> of it was theoretical well, instead of, I, yeah. And they had no idea what to, where to begin or what to do. Yeah. And uh, we'll, we still have one girl we meet once a month now for lunch, the right. ones that are left. Yeah. And there's one girl, Betty Walsh, and she's going to be there this time. That was a graduate. Wow, that's crazy. Well, she married and had 11 children. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, my okay. God. Yeah. Jeez. That's crazy. So I don't Probably. know how long. She didn't work very long. No, that's <laughs> but, crazy. But anyway, um, so I graduated in... Yeah. I got a job at the state hospital, mm-hmm. psychiatric hospital. Oh yeah, in Cranston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I liked psychiatry. Right. But then we had planned to get married in June of 1951. Yeah. Yeah. So 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 you go to school for two years, and then you switch to law school. How you, how long do you go to law school for? Three years. Three years. So the point is. Uh, we decided to get married because she had a job. Right. And I could still get $115 a month. Right. Uh, and actually, she supported uh, the two of us. The right. thing is, I got pregnant the second month we were married. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, now what do we do? Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> but not I got a sec- job. After- not the second month. The tenth month. Talking about the 10th. When you got pregnant. The 10th month? No. No. 
we got we got married June 9th. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And July twenty third is when I found out I was pregnant. Mm, okay. So we really went. Lily was born in April. Well, let's April. let's let's talk about the idea of uh, kind of like, I guess, deciding to get married. You know. Yeah. You, you well, said, we thought, well, I'm working. He can. Right. He got a little bit of money, and he we could make it. I guess they paid, didn't they pay some of your first year. Yes. Of, of, Tuition. Yeah, oh yeah, they paid my tuition. Oh, but then yeah, yeah. that ran out me. because he used yeah. some in high school. Tuition wasn't much in those days. So, no. so why did you decide to to go to law school? I guess because it's interesting. You start going to Providence College. What was your plan at that well, point? Well, I time? always wanted to be a lawyer. Okay, so you wanted to be a lawyer. Okay. Uh, when I was twelve years old, I wanted to be a lawyer. I would, you know, go to the movies and see lawyers. I, I thought it was such a great uh, way to. Uh, earn a living and interesting yeah so was that always the plan always even when you were to be a lawyer. yeah wow. and uh, later on i found out that i wasn't too happy as a lawyer oh yeah no but when you when you started going to college that was still the plan yeah and you switched to law school obviously right. that was still the plan at that time yeah so you guys are decided to get married um yeah. and you feel like you can support yourselves now so where are you living are you living well, I, well I, I first when you graduate when i, I guess, when i was working at the hospital in Cranston. I lived in the dorm there. Right. And then I got a call one day from my a girlfriend of mine's mother. She was executive secretary yeah. at Bristol Manufacturing. And uh -huh. they had gotten 1,300 employees that needed a registered nurse. Oh, yeah. By state law. So she said, would you like the job? And I thought, gee, that'll be nice. I'll be living right in Bristol. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, and I was going to be married in June. Right. So in April, I left the state hospital and took this job at Bristol Manufacturing. Yeah. Doing industrial. And it paid more, too. Right. So Well, you... anyway, then we got married in June, and then I got pregnant in yep. July. So where are you living during this time? Are you living with your home with your family at first? Yeah, I lived at home with yeah, my mother yeah. and father right, and my right, sister. Right. Yeah. Right. And... Uh, then uh, from there, then we got married, and my sister, had, the sister that was thirteen months younger than me, mm -hmm. uh, was married and had a, a child or two. She had two by then, I think. And uh, I lived with her upstairs. Well, yeah. I just lived. I just had a bedroom upstairs. Right. Right. Okay. And I lived with her, and I stayed with her until. Until I graduated. No, till the baby was born, we moved to Wood Street. Oh, we rent. We were waiting for to move to his father's house on Constitution Street. His father right. owned a three-family house. Right. Yes, yes. And we were. In his Bristol. brother was living there, mm -hmm. but was building a house and moving out. So we were going to move into the third floor. Right. But it wasn't ready when yeah. I went to the hospital. So we lived. On Wood Street again. Yep. Right across, across the street from born. where I was born. <laughs> in a small apartment for about two or three months. Wow. And then we moved into his father and mother's house. Wow, that's crazy. His father and stepmother. So we lived on the third floor then. Yeah. But uh, anything in between? I'm trying to think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so... Uh, that was... Uh, Billy was born I lived in, in Boston, you see. Yeah, he yeah. was living in Boston. You were living in Boston. Yeah. So yeah. Where, where did you go to law school? 
Boston you, University. Boston University. Yeah. So that's why that makes sense. That's why you guys are living that you're still living with your sister at that time. I lived so. in yeah, because right. he wasn't living he wasn't, at home. He wasn't in the I area first lived in Fox Hall, which is Boston University uh, owned and operated, mm-hmm. and then uh, second year, I think. Uh, I, I went back and forth, I think, hmm. for a while. I don't think back you did forth. it the whole year, I no. think. And then I, I went to, I, uh, there were a lot of young men in Boston going to various schools right. from Bristol. We all got together and rented a place oh, wow. on Commonwealth Avenue. Oh, wow. was, there must have been 10 of us. Oh. <laughs> Nana just said it was awful. <laughs> uh, I took Billy there one day, mm-hmm. and he got down on the floor. Yeah, so so your first child is, is Bill. Bill, Bill yeah. right. Yeah. That's your first child. Yeah, he's 67 now. <laughs> yeah, right, right. But... Um, he got down on the floor at this... At the, in the apartment. Yeah. yeah. And he was... His knees were black. <laughs> he, he's, well, he'll tell you, he slept in the same bed with, with Pat Anarumo, you know, the lawyer that lived in Warren. Yeah. Oh my God. Pat Anarumo <laughs> was my good friend. Well, yeah. well he'll I, tell you. I should hope so. He was a stranger. <laughs> By the way, he's a big name in Warren. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was very active in Not politics. Now. He's at the... Uh, Not right now. Home. He's, I think he's... He has uh, Alzheimer's. Yeah, Alzheimer's. Yeah, and he's at the Veterans Hospital. Oh, yeah. No, Veterans uh, Home. Oh, Veterans Home. Yeah. But anyway, Pat was very uh, active. Now, he he was a law student as well. <coughs> he was married. <coughs> and in fact, our first two boys were born at the same time. Oh, yeah. Four years apart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so and, she um, was working. So that's, that's no, good. Pat and I had separate beds in one room. And when I worked, I worked at a, a restaurant called, uh, I forgot the name of it now. It's uh, not important. What was it? It's not important. No. <laughs> In any event, uh, uh, I would come home after working, and he would put pieces of, of chairs and stuff in my bed. Hilarious. Yeah, he was a great one for, yeah. Uh, for, yeah. for pranks and stuff. Well, i tell you a story about Pat. He, one time we returned from school at the same time, and I said, uh, Pat, I have to pick up my pants at the cleaners, so you go up and I'll join you later. Yeah. He went up, and, and when I got up there, I forgot my key. Yeah. I knocked on the door. He said, who is it? I said, Dennis. He said, well, stay out there. I said, you got to let me in, Pat. No, stay out there. So then uh, Al Osterberg came up the stairs. He had a key, mm-hmm. and I, I went in with him. Well, the very next day, I was inside when Pat had forgotten his key, yes. and he was knocking on the door. And I said, who's there? He said, Pat. I said, stay out there. <laughs> and, and he said, oh, come on, Dennis. I got, a, I got an exam tomorrow. I have to study. Come on, Dennis. So I opened the door, and he said to me, Dennis, you're never going to amount to anything because you're such a weakling. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's so funny. So when you guys got married, you like knew you were going to live apart for a little bit, right? Oh, yeah. You yeah. knew you were going to move to Boston. Right. And then that's crazy. That's really, yeah. really interesting. Yeah. Um, okay, so 
you're in law school. You're basically finishing up law school around this time. And so when you finish law school, do you immediately move back yes. to Bristol? Yes. And what do you do? What do you do for work? Well, I had a clerk before I took the bar exam, mm-hmm. and I clerked for uh, Joseph Accardi, who was a wonderful guy, a lawyer in Bristol, very popular too, mm-hmm. and he had a good practice. Mm-hmm. And uh, I clerked for him for six months, took the bar exam and passed, studied with a, a young student named Al Nutini, who was a Georgetown graduate, mm-hmm. but he was very, very smart. Yeah. And in fact, I think he taught me so much in our work together, studying together, that it helped me pass. There were 52 who took the exam and, and 26 passed. Wow. wow. It's, it's the same today. Yeah, it's right around that. 50%. Yeah. Wow. So uh, uh, then I, uh, there was the death. Uh, a, a man who was a town clerk for 36 years mm-hmm. passed away. And that vacancy opened up, and I was encouraged to run for that office. Wow. So I ran, and I was elected, and I was there for about 12 years. Wow, 12 years. He practiced law. On the side. On the side. Can't do that today, but he did then. Oh, I see. So, and Nana, after you have Uncle Bill... You After I went, I went right back to work. You went right back to work? Yeah, wow. I had to. <laughs> it was yeah. in school. Yeah, right. So then, uh, well, they kept my job for me. Oh, wow. They they called and said, and when I told them, you know, that I was going to have to leave, Right. my uh, girlfriend's mother spoke to the owner, and he said, uh, we'll hire a, a, temporary, a person. temporary person. So she knew that she was going to be there for a short time. That's great. So I only stayed out about two or three months. And wow. And I went back to work. That's great. And I carted Billy around every day. <laughs> I didn't drive in those days. A girlfriend of mine would pick me up. I had to be to work at 7. Wow. Who didn't drive? I, I didn't, hadn't gotten a driver's license. Oh, you just decide, didn't decide to do it? No. Yeah. Not to, I didn't get a driver's license until I was about 35. I wow. Think. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, well, he drove, you know, when we dated. So, yeah. I had so, who cares? No need. Yeah. So, you guys are living in the third floor of the Constitution yeah. Tree House in yeah. Bristol, right? Yeah. Yeah. We lived there uh, for about three or four years. It was a very nice little uh, apartment. It was a nice apartment. Yeah. My Two brother who had lived and... there was a carpenter. And so he made the place very uh, comfortable. Yeah. Right. Had a full bath. Right. Very so nice. we stayed there, and then we bought the house, the big house on Church Street. Right. And uh, and Anthony was born right after we moved there, right? The yeah. House. That house on Church Street we bought for 15000 and I got a GI <laughs> loan. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. And then today, I think that house is probably so... Will sell for around seven hundred thousand. Wow, that's crazy! But he made five apartments. In yeah. There. yeah. Oh wow! All right, so yeah, so next up you have Uncle Anthony. How many years later is that? Four years. Four years four later, years second child, yeah. Anthony. Um, a little over four years. And so at that point in time, you're still doing your that, job at the clerk's there, right? Right. And I left work. You left work at that and time. And I didn't work anymore. Oh yeah. Until uh, 1969. I had two more children, you know, right. I had mom. And next next was my mom. Five years later. Patricia, yeah. Dennis at the time, then, now Staten. Uh, no, wait, two years later, two after years Uncle later. Anthony. Yeah. And five years later, I had Uncle Paul. Then Uncle Paul, your fourth child. Yeah, And those are, the, those are the children. Um, and yeah. so at that point in time, you're, you're still doing the thing too, and you're staying at home now, and you're living on that house. Yeah, and I'm getting active in politics. 
Okay, interesting. And uh, so, tell I, me about that. Well, I uh, got very friendly with a uh, fellow named uh, Johnny Lewis. Okay, mm. and Johnny Lewis was Claiborne Pell's uh, campaign manager, mm. and he enlisted me to help Pell. And so we did, we worked together in 1960, Pell was elected. Right. And soon after, he wanted to uh, uh, be, uh, have some uh, representation in the, in the uh, Democratic Party okay. uh, officially. So he wanted five members on the executive committee, one from each county. Right. And he appointed me. As the one from Bristol County. Okay. Wow. And so I was on the executive committee, and then, uh, for some reason, the secretary was uh, had lost a, a couple of elections in a row. He was kind of uh, eased out, and there was a vacancy in the secretary of the Democratic Party in Rhode Island. Okay. And I was elected to that post. So at this point in time, you said that eventually you didn't really like the law stuff. So is that why you're making this transition? No, I, I still practice law, but yeah. the practice of law uh, for me right. uh, wasn't very exciting. Right. And uh, and I, I can't, I was probably a mediocre lawyer anyway. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, in politics, I, I was very able, I guess. Right. And so... Well, you're likable, you tell stories. Uh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> right? Make a long story short, when there was a vacancy, uh, I got the support of Claiborne Pell, the senator. Mm -hmm. and, it has a, has and, a bridge and, currently named after him in Newport. Yes. yes. Interesting. And, and uh, he's, he's a great man, house. by the way. Uh, he was served, I think, 30 years in the Senate. Wow. Mm -hmm. And at one time he was chairman of the Foreign Relations Committee. Wow. That's a big job. Yes, it is. Anyway, uh, he supported me for the <clears throat> judgeship, and Governor Leach appointed me. And so I was a, one of the founding uh, uh, judges in a new court called full-time district court okay. with the chief and 12 associates. And hey, the reason I bring this up is because I was one of the associates. Right. And all of those people are gone. Wow. wow. He's the last one. The last one died about a month ago. I'm the survivor yes. wow. of the whole <laughs> kit and caboodle. <laughs> Can you imagine? Wow. Happy uh, And uh, sometimes I claim to be lucid. <laughs> 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 so, so how long does so how long before there's like another shift? Because now you have four kids. So what's that life like now? Because now you're staying home, you're going and doing all this stuff, and you have four kids that you're raising. What's that home life like? That's what I want to know. Hectic. About. Yeah. So, yeah. so let's see. What well, year is this? Bill around went 19. To school. Around 19. What was what year was we Uncle bought that, that house in 1946? Uh, not 46, 56. When Anthony was born, right, we bought it. the house. Now, yeah. So Uncle Paul was born in what year? The youngest child, sixty-three. Sixty-three. So let's say around the mid-sixties. What is the home life like now? You have four kids, oh, well, and you've Bill, gone from your Uncle Bill was in nineteen nineteen sixty-five-ish. I guess Uncle Paul would be two by then. Yeah, you know. 
and uh, Uncle Bill. Was so now you have, about, but now you have a family of your own. You know what I mean? Now you're kind of yeah. Uncle a, Bill was in high school then. Yeah, right. Yeah, he went to our lady Mount Carmel yeah, school. Right. And so did Anthony. And right. well, your mother started there, but we moved her out. Right. Yeah. You know and. Uh, yeah, how is it to raise children? It's, this is kind of an interesting part that, like, now you guys are in your 90s, so it's a long time ago, but that's a crazy, you know, had, transition in someone's life. We had a great family and great children. We did. Yeah. And we did. Uh, your mother was very, very tiny. Yeah. And uh, in fact, I can remember uh, Uncle Bill would drive her around on his bicycle. In yes. a basket. <clears throat> yes, my mom told me about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Take it to and dancing school. Then later it was only on, the next uh, street was we lived on Church Street, and and this was <laughs> State Street. Right. The Knights of Columbus Hall was where she had her yeah. dancing. La- uh, later on, when she was twelve years old, yeah, she and her very close friend, who even today, uh, honey, not twelve. If you're going to tell that story about her <laughs> going to Girl Scouts, no. Oh, what about the uh, what's your girlfriend's name? I forgot. Donna. Donna Murphy. Uh, yeah. Donna Murphy. Yeah. Uh, and I guess they were walking the sidewalk, the two of them at twelve, yeah. smoking cigarettes. Yes, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't think they were really smoking. No. Yeah. Anyway. But I got a call from my neighbor. <laughs> yeah. And she said, "I just saw Patty." She said, "Do you know where she is?" I said, "Yeah, she's on her way to Girl Scouts." Yeah. She said, well, I just saw her walking down the street. <laughs> so what's, what's it like making this transition from, like, but they you were, know, growing up until raising children and having, like, the responsibility of raising something? Well, we had lots of fun. In yeah. the summer, yeah. we rented a cottage in New Hampshire, and we all right. went, took the fortune. Yeah. I don't know about Paul. Well, Sundays, we used to go to your mother's house. Yeah, my mother and father. They right. always had a lot of company. Right. The nuns were always there, and the priests <laughs> <laughs> oh, they, my, they were very active in the church. Yeah, right. yeah. And when they uh, started the school, Our Lady of Mount Carmel, yeah, they put all the desks together, and he did a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. So Bill was very active in church. Uncle Bill. Right, right, yeah, right. Very active. Interesting. Yeah, he was yeah. an altar boy. He was always yeah. the head of it. <laughs> he led the processions, and you know, he was yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, he was interested. Very likable, he was. Yeah, he was interested in theater when he was in high school. Right, right. And then he went to high school and started in theater. Right, right, right. He did his first show in ninth grade. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, you're you're living together. You've got a family of your own. Uh, what is what are your Thanksgiving celebrations like now in the mid sixties? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm interested in. Um, I had really tying it back to the theme. Yeah, yeah. I did the cooking. Okay. We oh, had yeah. our own Thanksgiving, and uh, I think uh, your mother and father, my mother and father, came over. Yeah, that was yeah, that was for Christmas. I think I used to have them. I think we used to alternate. Okay. Um, um, Thanksgiving with my mother and his father and his. Okay. Mother. Right, right, yeah. right. And it's yeah, just, so it's it, you know. It, when you have a family, are you kind of, it, it's interesting because obviously like people kind of go through this transition in their lives and there's a lot to, uh, a lot of responsibilities to take on. But growing up, I mean, is it a, is it a big transition? It's, I think it's crazy that you guys lived apart when you had Uncle Bill. I didn't know that until tonight. Oh yeah. yeah. You know? And then you kind of are growing and having more kids and taking care of them. I remember my mom told me that when 
she was young. You would come home for lunch every day, Papa. Is that right? He, he walked. He worked around the corner. Yeah, that's right. He walked to work every day. Oh, so it's the dream is that is that is in that time? Is it still like big? Like it's you know, there's a big community. It's easy to like everyone's walking to school and walking to oh, places. Oh yeah, my and stuff children. Like my children all came home for lunch. Yes, that's what she was. Yeah, from my school, that. they wow. came home for lunch. Yeah, and went back to school. I'd have lunch ready and. They'd come back, and then mom went to, you know that story. Mom went to Elmhurst. I don't know that story. Oh, that's think a good one. Well, I my I, mom. I didn't. I thought she would do better at Elmhurst. I thought it was a better school. Yeah. And uh, and she was smart. Yeah. So I sent her there, but well, she'll tell you some stories about Elmhurst. <laughs> well, don't tell me. She was a little troublesome. <laughs> I know. I know she was. I know she got into a little trouble. She told me about that a little bit. She was suspended. Not her, only her. Yeah. But a few were suspended for three days. How come? Um, she told one of the nuns that she was lying, (laughs) (laughs) and she said it proved that she was. Oh, really? Oh, sure. (laughs) What happened? I don't. I don't really remember. The nun was lying. Something. I. I think it was something about. Phys ed, and I right. can't remember the story. She'll she probably remember. But yeah. they did. They had a boat that they could use mm-hmm. down there. They used to set the boat free, and it would go yeah. fly. Down the river. <laughs> she, they were that only her and the whole yeah. group of them. Yeah, right. It right, was right. an all girls school. <clears throat> I don't know if you know anything about that. I do Elmer. not. No, not really. No. Do you know where? Uh, what do they have there? Uh, well, they have the... It's, a, it's got a name. It's not Fatima. No, 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 no. No, no. no it closed. She graduated from eighth grade and Elmer's You know, Equestrian, Equestrian. Oh, yeah. Shows in um, Middletown. There's oh, interesting. Maybe, yeah, It's yeah. in that area. On okay, the left-hand side yeah. of East Main Road. Yes, East Main Road. There's a name to that place because they have weddings there sometimes. Yeah, it's all the way down to the water. Okay. It goes okay. down to the water. used to be Elmhurst, but not anymore. It was right. beautiful. Yeah. And so many times she missed the bus. <clears throat> and one time, and I had trouble getting her up and getting her going. Yeah. And I'd sometimes meet, race and meet the bus, school bus down at the... Where they had to pay the tolls in those days. Yes, yeah. right. <laughs> and she'd get on the bus. Oh. <laughs> Sometimes I had to drive all the way after, after I got my license. So but what's it like, like starting to raise a family versus like, you know, you're growing up and you kind of have to make this transition. Well, I, is I it, went is back it, to work um, yeah. part time because I had... A, Weekends, I think. Right. No, I worked two days one week and three the next. Oh. But I had to do every other weekend. Right. Um the doctor told me I had had a hysterectomy and he thought it would be a good thing for me to go back and do some work. Right. So um, one day, I must have mentioned it to somebody, and the commandant at the veterans home called me and he said, Marge, I understand that you might be looking for some part-time work. Yeah. I said, yeah. He said, <laughs> how about coming here to work? Yeah. So um, I said, all right. I took it. was a friend of ours. Yeah. And yeah. I worked for about four years part-time. But I had to do two days, one week, and three the next. But it was always every other weekend. Mm-hmm. They made sure I got a, you know, I right. had to be on duty. And uh, it seemed like every time it was my weekend on, there was something that we were invited to or right, a political right. thing. And I couldn't go because right. I was working. Right. 
So he kept saying, you better quit that job. You better quit. So finally I did. I did yeah. it about four years. So. <laughs> and it, was, it would have been and in the area of like 69 to 73-ish, somewhere yeah. there? Yeah. Okay. We moved to, uh, did I work after we moved to Highland Road? I don't, I don't think so. Highland Road was uh, no. <clears throat> after I was a judge. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, that's 69. Yeah. So, yes. That was the year I started working. So I guess I did. We had screens in our windows on uh, Church Street, mm -hmm. and uh, men would come late at night from the bars, and as they walked by our house, they would be swearing and hollering and right. drunk, you know? Right. And so we said, we're going to get out of here. So we bought this lot on Highland Road, and we built a new house. Oh, that's interesting, because that's, that's the house that I grew up with knowing as you guys yeah. owning. I didn't know you built the house. That's interesting. Yeah. So, so during this time, you kind of make the transition to being a judge. How does that happen? How does it happen? Yeah. Because well, you where we left off last, you were kind of still in politics, right? Yeah. Well, I just told you I worked for Claiborne Pell. Right. Right. And uh, and we were out of uh, control for six years. We had a great governor, Republican, mm -hmm. named John Chafee, mm -hmm. and we were Democrats. We were out. In those days, though. There wasn't the uh, differences that the there are today, or it's yeah. terrible today. Right. Uh, she just mentioned the fact that the commandant of the veterans' uh, home yeah. called her, and he was a big Republican. Yeah. yeah. And he knew that she was, was Democrat. Kind of but but the point is, in those days, the the uh, there wasn't the uh, what would you call it. Uh, I think divide is the big the, the big yeah. divide yeah. that there is today. Yeah. Yeah. It is terrible today. Yeah. And uh, I had an awful lot of good friends that were Republican. Sure. And um, where, were we? where were we? So you were gonna yeah. we're gonna talk about you transitioning to yeah. being a judge. Yeah, I I loved being a judge. Well, how did you? How did that I happen? How did that transition happen? Tran well, it happened because uh, uh, a new the, court. The, yeah, a new court and uh, and politics mm -hmm. uh, and I was active mm -hmm. did you did you feel qualified going in oh yeah okay we were all, school. Yeah, yeah. We, were, we were all lawyers right 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 uh, we went to school just for uh, learning how to conduct the the, uh, uh, the court you right. know the courtroom okay. right right yeah. Nevada. yeah oh interesting and uh, I loved the job uh, the district court was made for me yeah, it was like I could perform. Yes, <laughs> I know. That's that's yeah. that's the that's the stories uh, that that yeah. kind of circulate around. In fact, my sheriff, when he'd open the door for me to go in and sit, he uh, he'd say to me, "Showtime." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we had an awful lot of fun. To tell you the truth. Yeah. So how long were you judged for? Twenty-one years. Twenty-one wow. years. And there's a lot of there's a lot of stories that I've heard since I was a kid that are like funny stories about you being a judge. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll say my favorite because there's an article hanging in your your current home, and we actually used it as a yeah. podcast yeah. base for a couple of years. Yes. Uh, from when you retired, and one of my favorite stories in that article was two women had been fined for sunbathing topless. Right. Yeah. And they appeared in your court, and they were very apologetic and very sorry. And, you know, you asked them, will you ever do this again? And they said, no, Your Honor, we won't. And you said, that's a shame. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, 
favorite story. Too bad. It's too bad. Too bad. It's too bad. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any like favorite uh, stories from when you were a judge? Uh, I know it's hard to just. Yes, uh, I, I, not too many people know about this, but uh, the Rolling Stones. Yes, you heard of them? Yes, I have. <laughs> Mick Jagger. Yes, yeah. yes. Well, they were scheduled to fly into Boston. Right. But the weather was so bad they had to land in Providence. Right. And when they did, it's Warwick, you know. Right. Yep. Uh, they were walking through the. Uh, 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 airport, right? And uh, anyone that got in their way, they would just push them. And there was a reporter there from the journal with a yeah, the Providence Journal, uh, yeah, with a uh, camera. And they knocked the camera out of his his hand, and it fell and broke. And uh, the police arrested him. Wow! Uh, and uh, uh, they were going to lock him up and bring him before me the next morning. The, the, the person, but, the, but, the, the photographer uh, or, the, or the people from the band? No, Mick Jagger. Mick, Mick, Jagger, Mick Jagger himself? Well, I don't know if it was Mick Jagger, but one, one of, of the, the Rolling, Rolling Stones, Stones right. probably was Mick Jagger. <laughs> yeah. But in any event, in any event uh, cooler heads right. said, right. hey, we, we can't do this because there's 12,000 Fans right. at the Boston Garden, yeah. right? And if they don't show up, there'll be a riot, and there'll be somebody killed up there. Yeah, yeah. So we, they've got to go. Yeah. So they said, allow them to come back the next day. Okay. Or their representatives. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so the state police took the Rolling Stones to the Massachusetts Rhode Island border, and the state police from. Massachusetts took them to the Boston Garden. Yeah. And the next day, five lawyers came in. Of course. From New York. Yeah. Representing the Rolling Stones. <laughs> yeah. And they had made all kinds of uh, donations to the policeman's ball. And they paid double what the camera was yeah. worth and so on. <laughs> so they suggested to me that we should file the case and... Um, They'd, be, they'd pay court costs. Okay. And that would be the end of it. Yep. Mm. And was there any uh, objection? None. The guy with the camera was happy. Everybody was happy. Yeah. So we filed the case. That's great. Okay. <laughs> that appeared in every newspaper in the entire world. <laughs> I, got a, I got a letter from a woman in France that knew my son telling me she read... And then one in well, Italy. She was originally yeah. Or yeah. yeah. And they tell me they and read the it in the paper. My Roanoke, name was there. <laughs> well, the what happens is about a year later, uh, the Rolling Stones were to enter uh, on their tour to Japan. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the Japanese would not allow them in because there was something hanging over them in the state of Rhode Island <laughs> in the United States. <laughs> And that was a filing, <laughs> and it had not been con completed yet. Oh, okay. Filing is for a year, right? Oh, and the year wasn't up. Oh. And how the Japanese got that information, I, I never know. But they weren't going to be allowed. So five lawyers come in from New York again, <laughs> and they say, uh, "What can we do?" And I said, "Well, we can expunge right. the okay. record." Yeah, right. And so 
again all over the world. I expunged the record. So I got all that notoriety. Oh, that's yeah. so funny. Yeah. Yeah, so you had a lot of fun as a judge. Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah. that's interesting. It's, 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 uh, it's been something that's kind of, you know, in our family that has been talked about, but it's really before I was around for the yeah. most part. I mean, I didn't become an adult, you know, or even, an, uh, I should yeah. say, an adolescent until... Let's call it 1998. You know, yeah. I turned 14 in 1998. Yeah. So I graduated. I graduated. I, I retired in 1990. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So That's almost 30 years. So ago. to me, it's always just like the legend of it. You know yeah. what I mean? There's there was it was never while I was. Uh, well, your mother came to my court one time. Yeah. Yeah, as an observer. Yes. Right, yeah. right. 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 And uh, Bill came before me as an attorney. Mm-hmm. And uh, Anthony came one time. Mm-hmm. And uh, Nana came one time when the prostitutes were before me. <laughs> I only went twice in 20 years. One time we were going to go Christmas shopping after. That was in Pawtucket. We were sitting in Pawtucket. That's great, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, hard, it's hard. I know it's hard to say, like, oh, you know, what are some of the, the you know, the fun times or the specific stories. But yeah. uh, So what was the day-to-day like when you were a judge? Well, uh, in Providence, I sat a lot because I liked criminal work. Mm. I didn't like people suing people. Right. Mm. I I like I I liked the uh, the criminal side, and I I was I boasting, I guess, but I was quick. I was fast, mm-hmm. and not uh, not all the judges are fast. Right. Nope. And so the chief judge would appoint me to sit in Providence on the criminal side often because he didn't want a backlog. Uh, okay. And some of those other judges would create backlog. Right. right. They just, they were good judges, but they were yeah. slow. Yeah. And I might have been very fast, but maybe not very good, but very fast. <laughs> <laughs> in any event, I sat in um, Providence, and every morning they would bring in maybe 12 or 14 prostitutes. And one day I gave them a lecture. Yeah telling them that they were the victims of prostitution right not not the uh, not the ones who committed the uh, and they cried a lot of them wow. so anyway uh, what happens later on is that when the prostitutes came in they would ask the sheriffs who's sitting today yeah and he'd say judge dennis and they'd say oh he's my man he's my main man <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah. So did you, did you feel like you were lenient, or did yes. you think you were? Yeah. Yes, I was very compassionate. Compassionate, lenient, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's good. That's great. Yeah, that's that's uh, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. In, in, but uh, still, I got along with the police. Yeah. Because I could be, I could be harsh when was, harshness re, was required. Right. When it's appropriate. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And now your your uh, roommate, your bedmate from law school, <laughs> like now that you're a judge, yeah. is he like? Oh, I shouldn't have been so mean to him. Or <laughs> yeah. no, I shouldn't have locked him out. No, no. He, Pat and I are close friends. Yeah. The, the thing is, he's a um, they have a, a name for it, a practical joker. Oh, okay. yes. oh he loves to play practical. Yep. He, yes. He's done that all his life. Yeah, yeah. Right. I know he's known someone like that. As a practical joker. He <laughs> is. Yeah. That's fun. So, so Nana, what is your life like at this time in the midst of? Uh, Papa, kind of being a judge, you're raising everybody. Uh, Everyone's at home. You must yeah. have a very like big well, he household. Went, he went to school when they had all that 
problem in Chicago. You know, on the Democratic convention in Chicago, big that's big protests, was. big he riots. Was a delegate. Oh no, yeah. that was before I was. That, that would have been sixty. Okay. That was sixty-eight. Okay. Right? I was a delegate. To oh, he was a delegate. That was just before. Yeah, yeah. yeah nineteen sixty-eight yeah. uh, convention in Chicago. That's infamous, you know. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was home with the four children. Yeah, right. And I was a nervous wreck because the things they showed us on TV. Oh, the fire hoses. And they never saw the, any. Yeah. No. Yeah, they yeah. were bust. Oh, they never uh, saw yeah. any of that. Yeah, you weren't part of that. Well, we didn't know what just was going sitting on. Sitting around eating deep dish pizza all day. <laughs> Chicago. <No. laughs> yeah, right. No. Yeah, but you must have had like a very bustling household. It was right. It must have been yeah. busy, which is kind of fun. Well, yeah. we had a big house. Yeah, right. And Uncle Bill, when he went to college, because brought home all his friends, and yeah, one time we uh, we had a great big freezer that we used to order. Have it. In those days, they they don't do this anymore. Yeah. They sell you like I don't know, three or four hundred pounds of meat. Yeah, like a, just, like a side of beef. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, right. and they cut everything all wrapped up and, and everything. everything, and it's all wrapped to so the freezer and all. Well, one day we were we had gone off for the weekend or something, and we came home and there's Bill sitting at the. He was in the breakfast area. We had a diet, formal dining room, but we had a breakfast right. area off the kitchen. Yeah. And they were all sitting there, all the guys from PC, having all my steaks. <laughs> <laughs> and they were so happy. Yeah. <laughs> and I said to Papa, gee, they could have had hamburgers or something, but <laughs> all the best, <laughs> best cuts, <Yeah>. sure. <laughs> That's but we had fun. Yeah, we sure. Did. We had a lot of fun. We had a lot of parties. Yeah. We had a lot of parties in that big house. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then what kind, what kind of parties? Like birthday parties? Birthday oh. parties. Or just like, you know, like, like, a, like a Saturday afternoon, like family everyone party. come over, we're going to grill kind of thing? Um, not so much that. I just, I just think yeah. about what, what Chuck's folks my, my, do. My parents yeah. do is what he's kind of referring yeah. to. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Okay. No, we didn't. He, he, well, he doesn't cook on the grill for me. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, but we had, um, we entertained a lot. Right. You know, a lot of yeah. parties. We went out. We went to the 4th of July ball and all those kind of things. Yeah. And uh, yeah. so we always had company. And, and when he had this town council meetings, when he was town clerk, yeah. he always... Brought the councilman home for coffee and cake. Yeah, right. So yeah. he'd call me at seven thirty and say, "Marge, uh, when you make coffee, uh, the fellas are going to come over for coffee." So I bake a cake, right? Then, yeah, you know? yeah. And uh, it's funny because we we, so, we talk about the idea of like growing up and your families and how they influence your sense of community. Yeah, you know, because yeah. I feel like I'm big into community and having like my friends around, my family. Right. My parents are obviously big into community yeah. and yeah. friends and family yeah. around. And so obviously father, it goes back. Uh, your father loves family. Yes. Yeah. Your yes. father. Yes. Oh, boy. Family is big. Yeah. 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 That's, that's absolutely true. But my parents are like, you know, they're the type of people that I'm like, hey, like, I'm like, I met a hobo. Can he come to Thanksgiving? And they're like, of course he can. Oh, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's and I mean. I've been coming for the past eight years. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm friend. Yes, you know, friend. we used to go to her house. Your sister, yes. You know, yep. and, and yes, that's right. Yeah. Thanksgiving, we never knew who was going to be there. You yes, know, that's right. Working at the time. Yeah, that's right. And whoever know. didn't have a place to go for Thanksgiving was at that table. That's true. We had. A, that's funny. Yeah. Brad doesn't know that. So, no. so basically, yeah. growing up, 
uh, my family, we'd go to Aunt Fran's house, yep. which is your sister, and and technically my is she, is she my great aunt, right? She's yeah. my great aunt. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, I grew up calling her Aunt Fran, but um, well, I yeah. guess no one says she great is your aunt. aunt. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. So growing up, like we would go there on Thanksgiving. Yeah, and it would be like a rotating cast of probably like 15 to 20 people. Yeah, Yeah, two huge tables, and it would always be different. Yeah, that's right. Interesting. People from work when she was working. Yeah, 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 that's right. Um, That's cool. That's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a funny transition to become parents and become in charge of the household. Did you ever feel like you like knowingly we're like well this is the kind of family we want to have or this is the kind of life we want to have or this is the kind of we want our kids to just like you know either we want to be very on top of them to make sure they work and do a lot of schoolwork, or we want to be lax did you ever have any of those kind of like decisions or did you just kind of like naturally we had a lot of those decisions because yeah. some yeah. of them didn't mind schoolwork, and yeah. some did. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Your uncle Anthony was a scholar. Yeah, yes, he, he was. But he's also I never had to kind of tell a, him to do his homework yeah. or study or anything. Right, he was quiet. Billy did his. Uncle Bill did his work. Yeah, yeah but Bill surprised me because he graduated from law school with honors. Mm-hmm. He took a four-year course and finished it in three years. He wow. nights. Wow. He so, I, you know. Wow. He always worked. Right. Always worked. Right. Yeah. From and Patty was, was about smart. 15. Yeah. Patty My was mom. smart. Yeah. 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 And Paul was, uh, never devil. liked school. Oh, Paul <laughs> was <laughs> a devil. <laughs> <laughs> never liked school. But he's talented. He yeah, 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 yeah. I never, I never got good. I feel like I never got good at school. You know that? I, I feel yeah, like me neither. You know? Yeah. My my buddy uh, Brian Lau, who I think you guys have met a couple of times, we went. You know, we graduated from Rhode Island College together, and he always said to me, he's like, you know, some people told me like, oh, I didn't go to college because I'm not good at school, and he was like, no one's good at school. No. He's like, everyone just has to try real hard. Oh, maybe Brad's good at school. I was very good at school. Were you? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, Brad's good yeah. at school. That's 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 your forte. Yeah. Well, look at yeah. Lynn, your cousin Lynn. Right. She hated high school. Yeah. I. You know what? I did. I. Now, I like that out. College was so much easier for me than high school. Mm. You know why I think it was? It was because in college, it felt like there was a lot more opportunity to say, you have to write this thing. You have to go home and like write a long paper or something like that. And I was fine doing that on my own time and creating something yeah. Yeah. that I thought was mm. good and well-rounded, yeah. whatever. But in high school, it was a lot more tests and quizzes and yeah. you have to memorize this and put it in this way as opposed to yeah. putting things in your own words or figuring something out. And well, so I think that that was easier for me to learn. Yeah. Like an yeah. easier way for me yeah. to learn. Right. So that's... It's amazing. That's the same way with Lynn, because she, yep. she left high school and went to college. Yeah. And got her high school degree right. in college. Wow. And then went and got... You know what she did? She's gotten so many degrees. Yeah, right, right, right. And she's uh, now a, a nurse practitioner. Yeah. Right, right, mm-hmm. right. So she's... Uh, Doing well. I don't know how many degrees she has. Yeah, right. So uh, I was never a good student, and uh, when the lawyers would meet with me in chambers mm-hmm. prior to going out to the courtroom, mm-hmm. uh, I would always say to them, you know, I was not much of a student and a mediocre lawyer, but I'm a tremendous judge. And the, all the lawyers would say, "Yes, right, Your Honor." <laughs> 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 uh, 
<laughs> oh, we had a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Now, you guys, uh, like, you, you lived through a lot of things that Chuck and I just know as history. So, yeah. you know, yeah. like, the end of World War II oh, and, yeah. and Sputnik and JFK and yeah. the moon landing and Watergate. Oh, right. and yeah. Right? I, like, what, what kind of memories stick yeah. out just, uh, you know, from... from yeah. yeah, historically. A television was started at the World's Fair uh, in 1939, I guess. And it came into the homes right after the war. Right. Mm. Her uncle, Jimmy, had, I think, the first television set in, in Bristol. Bristol. Oh, yeah. 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 And... Uh, it's this big. Yeah. It's very uh, small. <laughs> it was like no, seven inches. <laughs> radio was very important yeah. in yes. my life because... Right. We uh, these uh, fireside chats of Roosevelt. Yep. Mm. We actually sat around the radio. Wow. Yeah, and listened like, to the president. Yeah, yeah. And, and looked at the radio yeah. while we listened to him. Yeah, yeah. I bet. And uh, he spoke on the radio, Franklin Roosevelt. My God. And um, later on, uh, I guess uh, when I came back after the service. Uh, Things started to develop, television and stuff right, like yeah. that. Right, 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 right. Yeah. And of course, I lost a cousin in the war. Oh, yeah? World War II. <gasps> yeah. He was 19. Wow. He had just graduated from high school. Yeah, I guess he was before. my age, was he? Yeah, he would have been your age. And uh, we were in class, and I had two cousins mm -hmm. that were in the same class as I was. Mm hmm and we all got called out of school, and I thought something had happened to my grandmother. And we got in the car, and my father and my one uncle was in the car and told us that my cousin had gotten killed in Germany. That's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's weird because I... They just brought his body back, like, yeah. a few years ago. Wow. Right? Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. And that was... I don't know, 1944. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. It just seems like World War II affected everybody, right? Yeah, Whenever you talk to anybody yeah. about this like point in time, so it seems like it was just so widespread, right. right? Yeah. By the numbers, yeah. does that make sense? Yeah. They, they called that generation the greatest generation. Right. right. That's yeah. the one they call. Right. But, I mean, that's foolish because every generation has the same problems and they do the same things like right after the world war ii there was the korean war right and right yeah. after the korean war there was another war right and right. another war and right. another war right. and and uh, right now it's so much different i told you i was on an island mm -hmm. in the pacific yeah and i never never worried about being killed right, right. never right never entered my mind right but today if you're in iraq and you're a secretary yeah and you have to go in a jeep from where you're a secretary to where you live uh, you don't know if you're going to be blown up on the way yeah. right so every one of those soldiers or servicemen out there mm -hmm. every one of them has a great fear of being killed yep. and that's the reason why when they come back here there's so much uh, mental problems. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So much. Yeah, yeah right. Because, be because you're living under that kind of stress yeah, for so stress. long. Yep. Yeah, the yeah. stress. The stress is terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Right. Dad, it's 
a quarter of nine. <laughs> All right, we'll wrap it up. So, so you guys are, you know, you have a family. And so eventually at this house uh, on Highland Road in Bristol, yeah, everyone starts moving out. All, yeah. the, all the kids are growing up yeah. right, and moving out, right? Yeah. And slowly, it must, you know, it just must whittle down to just you two in the house again. Right. And yeah. I remember that point in time. Right. Um, and so the house goes from being the bustling energy of a lot of people and their friends and stuff right. to just you guys. And I remember going to, I remember going to Christmas in that house and oh, all yeah. the different holidays. Well, we that had yeah. so much room. We had the yeah. big family room where yeah. everybody opened their gifts, and then we had the formal dining room right. where it could be set the night before. You want to know what I remember? What? The front door of Highland Road. The doors, the sound when you open the door, that like, <laughs> there was that spring that had that oh, very yeah. specific yeah, yeah, sound. Yeah, yeah. I remember that every time I walked into that yeah. house. And I remember in the basement, my uncle Paul had painted this yeah. monstrous comic book cover of the issue of Spider-Man where Gwen Stacy yeah. was killed. Oh, wow. And it was like perfect. Yeah. It was amazing. And it was just in the basement. It was just a huge comic book cover he painted. Yeah. It was yeah. still there when we sold it. Yeah, yeah. that was yeah. crazy. There, I hope there are good pictures of that. Yeah. I, bet, I bet someone has pictures of that. Uncle Paul must have pictures he of that. He might have a picture of yeah. it. He did it. That was yeah. amazing. But yeah, I remember going there growing up. And then you guys went from Highland Road. And is, when did you move to Florida? Because basically, we're, you know, to just... Fill 1984 we bought, but we didn't move until 1990. Right. I'll, I'll, to fill in the listeners, basically, you guys uh, bought a place in Florida. And then you would be in Florida... Two months a year at first. Two months a year at first. And then it was more and until more... Papa retired in 1990. Yeah. Right. Then, then we would spend seven months there and five here. Right, right. And that's that's kind of like most of my childhood. So a lot of my family vacation memories are going down to your condo in Florida yeah. and sleeping there. And like, you know, when I was in eighth going grade. Disney. Yeah, me and, me and, do you remember the time me and Lynn, my cousin, <sighs> went and stayed over and we went, it was just the four of us in Disney yes. World. It was yep. me, Lynn, and you two. Yeah. Right. I remember all the pictures. I remember the windbreaker that you wore. I remember the, the yeah. blue windbreaker, yeah. And About so, the first year you came, you were younger, I think. Yes. And we had all these things planned. And we took you to that king, <laughs> what yeah, the, what? Yeah. I have a different memory that I'm going to talk about in a minute. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, keep going, keep going. That, what is that? Um, King Arthur's Fair. Or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I said, oh, he, he'll be interested in that. <laughs> when we got there, it was Sarasota. We had to travel. Yeah. <laughs> we got there, and he said he wanted a turkey leg. You know, they sell turkey legs. <laughs> so far, you're on brand for Chuck. <laughs> He had the turkey leg, and he said, I think I don't like this. I think we'll go home. <laughs> well, <laughs> what I remember, bought tickets for the... <laughs> he never saw anything there. I remember two things specifically about the condo. It's Sandpiper Key. That's where mm. it was. I remember, one, we went to Universal Studios... And the E.T. ride scared me so much as a child oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. I came home and like threw up in the bathroom yeah. <laughs> and locked myself he in the bathroom was so all afraid. night. Yeah. And so yeah. I, I rode it with you. It scared me so after much. That. It's a frightening ride. Yeah, but right. after bicycle. that, we went again. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, I rode right beside yeah. him and I said, don't be afraid. You know it's... <laughs> I got so scared I threw up hours later. <laughs> and then I remember we went down and we got into the car accident. And that was the first car accident yeah. I've ever been, oh, I've been yeah. in. Yeah. And your kids cried. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. With mom. You were with mom We were hit from yes. behind. Oh, the pies. The lady was looking at her yeah. pies. Yeah. We were, we were hit so from the, behind. The yes. police asked her uh, why she didn't see us yeah. stopped. Because yes. we had been stopped. Yeah. And 
she said I was looking at the pies. Yes. We had just come over a bridge. Yes. A drawbridge. Yes. Had pies on her. Deceit. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then on the inside of the windshield. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah. All. Yeah. So I. But and he, he and Dennis was only what, yeah. about four. Five, yeah. Denny was yeah. really young for that. I remember. And, and it was, was my first car accident. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the manager of uh, McDonald's, Good McDonald's a, a was so afraid that they might be implicated. They took the young kids in there and gave them <laughs> free meals. They did. Yeah, they, yeah, they took did. them and they wanted to give them everything. They gave us yeah. free meals, and it was when the Tiny Toons like car toys were there, oh, and yeah. they crashed into each other. Things happened. And my mom's like, "I guess yeah. that takes the fun out of these." I <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember that specifically. But yeah, so yeah. you know, all all of your children grow up. They all have yeah. families of their own, and so yeah. you become grandparents. Right. And it's funny because I think of you obviously as grandparents, but right. obviously you guys had these identities before that as parents, then before that as just people growing up. And it's it's funny to, it's in, it's it's I easily you know I lose <laughs> sight of that. It's hard for me to think about that of you guys right. just being children or being adolescents yeah, right, or whatever. Right. It's really difficult. Yeah. But, yeah. but yeah, we had a lot of we had a lot of fun. Like we. You know, we've always been close all the time. Yeah. Like we always had like big, you know, Christmas, Thanksgiving. Yeah. We used to go to Halloween yeah. at Auntie Fran's house. We used yeah. to go there. She'd make the punch with the eyeballs yeah. in it. Your mother and father loved Halloween. <clears throat> oh yeah. wow! Yep. Yeah, they always did. Yep, they. We've uh, done Everready. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Everready Avenue. Yeah. yeah, and so we would go down to Florida with you guys, and we'd hang out. Yeah, and eventually, so basically, what would happen is you would live in Florida, outside of December. And I guess maybe all we, the summer. We'd go down the end of September and right. fly home in November. Right. And go back right after Christmas. So you'd be home for the holidays and all the summer. Yes. Exactly. So we were always, uh, yeah, we always were very close. And and, uh, and then your kids came down. And we came down a yeah. lot. Yeah, yeah, we came down tons of times. Your mother came down more than anybody. Yeah, my yeah. mom would go to Florida a lot because you guys yeah. had the condo. So it was nice and easy. And then when uh, Nana got hurt. Yeah, Nana, that's your, right. Your, your mother flew she right down. She stayed with me for three weeks. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Nana, you... She's very you, good. You tripped on a low wire? What oh, yeah. Attached like a, to a dog. Yes, that, that's what it was. It was yeah. a perfect negligence case. Oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, <laughs> negligence was no problem. Yeah. They had a wire from uh, the tire of a $250,000 motorhome wow. yes. to a tree. Yep. And that little dog ran little back dog and run. forth yeah. on the wire. Yeah. I didn't and, see that in the yeah. grass. That's a, yeah. A, yeah. Like a trap. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. so, negative. Oh, Sue, Sue, Sue. Nana said, no, Sue, no. Nana did not Sue. That's right. I know. I know the story. And it's still bothering me today. Yeah. How long ago did that happen? Ten years. Ten years ten ago. Ten years in March. See, so if you had That's sued, you could, you could have... You have bionic ankle. Yep, you could have <laughs> built an ankle, ankle out of out of hundred dollar bills. <laughs> yeah, right. Right, but yeah, well, we'll, it still hurts. I, I, I had three surgeries. Wow, oh, it's crazy. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I remember. I I remember yeah. all of it. Yeah, but yeah, we always, you know, we were always really close to you guys. And uh, Uncle Bill said, uh, you know, you should have sued. And she said, it wouldn't make me feel any better. And he said. But it would make me feel. <laughs> like that. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, all the, the, you know, we've always, uh, we've always been really close with you guys, and we've always, uh, yeah, it's interesting. It's gonna be interesting watching everybody grow up and, yeah. and kind of oh, have, yeah. watching everyone. Yeah. And now we got four. 
great great grand- grandchildren. Yeah, yeah, I know. Three all, all at once. I know. This year. I know. Yeah. And it's crazy to you know just to to raise yeah. even just my mom and then see her have yeah. a family and yeah. have yeah. us. It's crazy. Yeah. You know. I know. It's amazing that Nana and I are still really lucid. We are. Yeah, yes. I know. And uh, although we have our problems. <laughs> we have our problems. Uh, I have bladder cancer. Yes. But the doctor said that the tumors are so tiny, they uh, cauterize them and get rid of them before they can yes. do any harm. Yeah. Right. And you so, consistently get and, that and, ro- and procedure, that's, right? That's been going on now for 10 years. I know. And he said, you're going to die from something <clears throat> else. And I said, well, that's so... He's, he's gonna die from old age. Well, didn't you have didn't you have a uh, heart surgery? Oh, yes, in nine, what nineteen fifty? What? Yeah, wow. really? No, yeah. you had a heart attack when you were going to be fifty years old. Yes, not uh, in nineteen fifty. No, 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 I was going to be fifty. You were going to be fifty. He spent so it was... his his fiftieth birthday in the hospital. Oh, really? Yeah. At that time, they kept you three weeks yeah. for a yeah. heart attack. They don't right. do that anymore. Yeah. But I've had a oh, stent. Oh, you, you had bypass surgery at that point yes. in time. That's yeah. right. Nineteen ninety. Nineteen ninety. Then I had a stent right after you retired. Yep. Yes. But the doctors keep you alive because they lose money if you die. <laughs> yep. I guess so. it's just it, yeah, it's just <laughs> repeat business. I guess. Yes. <laughs> well, that's awesome. I I I, uh, I mean, it's you know, you got to be proud of your lives, right? You gotta be proud of. Uh, I, I think we're fortunate. We're very fortunate. Yeah, right, man. to be yeah. this old. Yeah. yeah. Well, to have so many, you know, to nice, have such a big family, nice to, family. to live comfortably. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's, uh, you yeah. know, you have contact Everyone's with everybody. Doing Everyone well. cares about you. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that's that's uh, an amazing thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and and you uh, you raise a lot of great kids and yeah. grandkids that love you guys, and that's kind of the biggest thing. Yeah, that's right. And you we know? both want to die before any of our kids. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. Oh God, that would be terrible. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, <laughs> thank you both. Yeah, so thanks, much for, thanks for saying here. that. <laughs> thanks for saying that to close the podcast. Yes. All right. so, that was great. I'm, I'm, uh, I, I appreciate you guys coming on and, and telling this whole story. I think it was uh, it was really fun. And uh, I'm glad we got to do it because I've been talking to Brad about doing this for like over a year. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, we got to get Nana and Papa on and just yeah. have them tell the whole story. We have to do it again. Yeah. Yes. In about yeah. 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch up in 10 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, I love you guys, and uh, you know I uh, appreciate love everything you you've done for yeah, we love me you and too. our family. I know it, and we love you too, Brad. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Well, this is our Thanksgiving he's, he's episode. Part of the family, yes. anyway. Brad is part this of the family. This will be my my tenth Thanksgiving with the Staten. Wow, wow, that's great. Yeah. That's something to be proud of too. Yeah, really, I'm gonna wear a badge. <laughs> <laughs> the ten on us. <laughs> Well, this is our Thanksgiving episode, so happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Happy Thanksgiving to Nan and Papa and to Brad. And, uh, yeah, thank you guys for coming on. Thank you for inviting us. Yeah, Yeah, of course. Yeah, Yeah. it was great. Well, folks out there, if you have questions, comments, concerns, or otherwise, please send us an email, chuckandbrad at gmail.com, or find the email link through chuckandbradpodcast.com. That's all I've got. That's all i got. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks, guys. Happy Thanksgiving. All right. Deuces. Possibly be right.
hard, but it was It's funny how things come full circle The memories instill That autumn is our season No autumn was our season And if there was ever a time when I Felt like I did something right It was that cold Thursday night Where you made the move that just was mine And with a matching eyes We saw right through the fabric of our matching disguise Our season.